everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 134. Today, we are tackling something that we've wanted to do for a while, actually. Um, I want to say we talked about it over a year ago, or maybe even more than a year ago. But with the popularity of the new Lord of the Rings TV show, The Rings of Power, we talked about it last week at the end that we were going to be going through the theatrical releases of The Hobbit. Oh, no, sorry, the theatrical uh, extended cuts, actually. Extended cuts of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Since that's about 20 hours of movies, we decided to break them up. We're not going to pull a Fast and Furious again because that was insane. (laughs) I think that's still one of the longest ones we did. It was it was a lot of movies to get through, but that took work. You know, we we suffer for our craft, for our audience. That one had uh, my uh, yeah. (laughs) That one had Marco basically like doing. He was pulling. He was drifting after that one. Yeah, I couldn't stop racing. A very underground racing hobby. Um, so we are doing the first. uh, We're gonna go. We went technically in timeline order here, so we're doing the Hobbit extended cut trilogy. And uh, joining us for this episode and the next episode is uh, our resident guest here, Michael Parkham. Mikey? Thanks for having me. Also known as Marathon Mikey. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys recall, Mikey actually... First time we ever had anyone on a marathon was the Scream one that we did back in January, which is insane that that's from this year, because it seems like that was like two years years ago. ago. Yeah, Yeah, but it wasn't. It was still this year, beginning of the year, which is crazy, which uh, was a very fun uh, marathon to do. Uh, But Mikey was with us on that one, and... Because we're already kind of all, we're all for watching the show as well. So it's kind of like, fuck it, might as well. So let's just like jump right in and just start reviewing these movies. And like we said, we we did do the extended cut. Uh, last year, these were all released on 4K as well. So if you are going to follow along, this is one of those kind of uh, cuts that uh, luckily you can find like the best version of them out right now, arguably. Uh, without further ado, guys, let's jump into the Hobbit extended cut trilogy. So I do want to start here, guys, real quick with just uh, an overview before we jump into the first film. And I, I want to ask you guys what your initial thoughts on this trilogy are before we start this. Um, and I'll ask you at the very end. We'll have like a little closing period where we're like, hey, let's wrap it up. So um, and we'll verify if the, anything has changed. But Mikey, I want to start with you here since you're our guest, sir. I want to I want to ask you first, actually, going a little out over here. Have you seen the extended cuts before of The uh, Hobbit? I have not. I have not seen them. And I haven't seen oh. this trilogy in like, I don't know, 10 years or something like that. So it's been a long time for me. Oh, okay. So what? Uh, any initial thoughts or feelings toward it before you started on kind of how this was going to go? Or were you looking forward to it? Was this one of the ones that you just want to get through, get to the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> uh, actually, I remember liking the this trilogy before. And like I said, I'd never seen the extended one. So I was actually pretty excited to actually watch the extended cuts. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of dwarves, uh, just in general, and like all fantasy stuff. So this one kind of focusing on dwarves, it kind of just excited me. And the extended cuts kind of add a bunch of dwarf stuff in there. So 
yeah, yeah. I was pretty excited watching. That, yeah, they do. Uh, are you? Did you ever read the book? The I have not. Have not read it. Just want to know about that. Uh, no, Bill, gonna go to you next here, sir. Um, have you seen extended cuts of these films before? I have. I have not. This is the first time I went oh, through wow, this okay. journey. It okay. was unexpected. I, I wasn't sure or not. I wasn't sure. So I have the insane privilege of having seen all three of these films with you in the theaters, by the way. Recently. We did. So, yeah. That's, and that's yeah. the last time I saw these films were in theaters. With yeah. You. Um, so what were, were your initial thoughts on tackling the extended cuts of these three movies? You know, I was, I, I was surprised a little bit that I enjoyed some more than I, I may have remembered. And some of them, it was, it was kind of the same feeling though. I feel that my thoughts on watching the film has hadn't really changed much from what it was when we first went through uh, watching it in theaters. But um, I do like that these extended scenes, I felt like, immersed me more back into it. Kind of like okay. when we, when we, you know, and we'll, I know we'll talk about Lord of the Rings next week, but in yeah. kind of the same way as Lord of the Rings, where the, even though it adds on to the runtime, those extra bits helped kind of re re uh solidify me into the lore hold of, your of Lord thoughts of the Rings. on those though Nibu. we'll we'll talk yeah. more about that at the very end and throughout these films but um uh uh question to you as well have you read the book no no i've not read the I book you guys start i need you guys start reading okay all right <laughs> thank you sir jesus christ marco good sir going with you here i know you have not seen the extended cuts of these films and i know for certain the this is your first time actually seeing the second film in the trilogy so that is correct. I saw. Like, Thanks for taking the thunder from me, sir. Yeah, I saw the first Hobbit movie. I don't even think I saw it in theaters, man. I think I saw it like at home because something about it just seemed off, and uh, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't too impressed with the first one. And then I never saw Desolation of Smog. I think I was. I was dating someone at the time of uh, Battle of Five Armies, and like her brother wanted to go see it, so we just tagged along. And uh, that's weird. <laughs> I think I think I was hot. <laughs> you just skipped, that one, skipped ahead, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's really. I weird. was like, I was all right. Like, I had no intention of seeing him, and even Desolation of Smog never really sold me like the trailers or anything. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Something feels off about him. And so, so I what were up- your Thoughts on uh, going into this then? Like, were you looking forward to it maybe? Giving it another chance? Was it just uh, something that still doesn't interest you beforehand? I was, or? I was not looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I'm like, But I was like, let's get through this and then, you know, we'll get to the Lord of the Rings, which I am excited to see. But gotcha. uh, okay. I, I, at least it was the extended cuts. And I don't know. I'm Sometimes I'm a sucker for extended cuts because they just okay. add we a little will... bit more. So. We will um, follow back with you at the end there to see if uh, your opinions change, though. Yeah. So, and did you read the book at all? I a think long, you have, right? A long time ago. Yeah. Gotcha. Long, okay. long time ago. Yeah. Like cool. That. So, yeah, I guess I'm the only one. I have seen the extended cuts of these films. I've actually seen all the extended cuts actually in 3D as well on top of that. So um, I have the rare copies here of the extended 3D editions that are... Um, came out i think nabil even got me like two of them to tell you the truth so also one distinction is that nabil and i also saw the these these three films were shot in a different way they were shot in a higher frame rate 48 frames per second as well as shot in actual 3d so we actually got to actually experience that too which is impossible to see now because no one will ever show those again like that so they were the higher frame rate i remember was uh 
pretty unique at the time. It, it, was, was, uh, it was a little trippy. Dude, it was weird. I mean, yeah. at first I was like, what the hell? But Took then you're always used to it by the end. Yep. I remember by the end of the movies, you're like, oh, I can't even tell the difference. Like, it's just smooth as shit now. I've always liked these too, just like Mikey said. So these, um, I hold these ones, uh, obviously I don't, I've, I went into them knowing like, hey, I don't think they're as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I still like a lot of the aspects of this these movies. But I think a big thing on it too is like it always reminds me of Nabil when I watch these because um, I watched all three of them with my buddy. So I'm getting weepy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I saw them all with Nabil actually, which is like we used to marathon things together all the time. We did like, yeah. a lot of things that we do separate now. Like we went and watched all the extended cuts right before the fucking Hobbit and fucking fuck. 12 hours of that. The one thing I've never done, though, leading into this was I've never seen them all back to back like we kind of did here, or at least not quite back to back, obviously, but, you know, within a reasonable amount of time that's super fresh in your head every time. So this is the first time all three extended cuts, at least. So but for the most part, I didn't mind going back through it. Fun, right? So with that being said as well, I do want to give everybody we are giving a um, overall spoiler warning for all three films. So, you know, unfortunately, if you waited eight years to not get spoiled by a book that's also like 90 fucking years old i think at this point sorry with that being said so yeah so if, if you're worried about spoilers i mean i don't know i don't know what to say at this point we're, we're jumping right in but uh, marco's wearing elvin elvish ears are really already so i mean he's ready to go so it's not the only elvish thing i'm wearing nah, i mean from the top side that we can see <laughs> so uh without further ado, let's jump into the first film here the Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. By dwarves, what are they doing here? Oh. quite a merry gathering. So, this is The Hobbit. You asked me to find the 14th member of this company, and I have chosen Mr. Baggins. Me? No, 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 no. Hobbits can pass unseen by most if they choose, which gives us a distinct advantage. We will seize this chance to take back Erebor. Yeah. Here, Mr. Bilbo, where are you off to? I'm going on an adventure. Mithrandir, why the halfling? Why Bilbo Baggins? Perhaps it is because I'm afraid. And it gives me courage. So this is your purpose? To enter the mountain? What of it? There are some who would not deem it wise. A dark part has found a way back into the world. Why don't we have a game of riddles? And if it loses, what then? Well, it loses precious thing, we eat it. If Baggins loses, we eat it whole. Fair enough. So The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, uh, was released on uh, in 2012. Theatrical cut came out December 14, 2012. Extended cuts, the, you guys will see that these all kind of follow the same kind of pattern i guess they all came out a year later basically so 11 uh november 5th 2013 extended cut for this film came out extended cuts aren't rated on rotten tomatoes just let everybody know all these rotten tomatoes scores are based on the theatrical cuts this one uh, currently sits at a 64 percent on rotten tomatoes the uh, imdb description here is a reluctant hobbit bilbo baggins sets out to the lonely mountain with a spirited group of doors to reclaim their mountain home and the gold within it for the dragon smog this is directed by peter jackson uh who in 96, directed The Frighteners, did the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy in 2001 to 2003, and did King Kong in 2005, amongst some other films that he also did, obviously. This is written by Fran Walsh, who also did The Lord of the Rings, King Kong, and The Lovely Bones in 2009. 
Philippa Boyens and Peter Jackson, all three of them did the same writing credits as well. And this is also written by Guillermo del Toro. As you guys probably know, did Mimic in 97, Hellboy in 2004, Pan's Labyrinth in 2006, and The Shape of Water most recently in 2017. And all three of these are, of course, based on The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. So the extended cut, just guys, give you a heads up. There's not, it's not, this is probably the shortest one that adds the most, uh, adds time to it. It's only 13 minutes longer, so. And normally we give this part to Nabil to say all the names, but here we go. <laughs> so this stars Martin Freeman as Bilbo Baggins. Ian McKellen as Gandalf the Grey, Richard Armitage as Thorin Oakenshield, Ken Stodd as Balin, Graham McTavish as Dwalin, Aiden Toomer as Keeley, Dino Gorman as Feely, Mark Hadlow as Dory, Jed Brophy as Nori, Adam Brown as Ori, John Callan as Oin, Peter Hamilton as Gloin, William Kersher as Biffer, James Nesbitt as Bofer, Stephen Hunter as Bomber, Kate Blanchett as Gladriel, Hugo Weaving as Elrond, Christopher Lee as Saruman the White, which is, by the way, his last role before he died. Sylvester McCoy as Radagast the Brown, Andy Serkis returns as Golem, Manu Bennett is Azog the Defiler, and Barry Humphreys as the Great Goblin. So I'm going to start with Unibill on this one. What did you think of this movie, just in a few short sentences? And uh, we'll talk about uh, the extended cut if they had anything afterwards, but what did you think overall, just kind of rewatching this one? You know, rewatching it, I enjoyed this more than I did the first time. Uh, when I watched it initially, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna have to go through this for two more films?" And it wasn't—it wasn't as exciting as the Lord of the Rings. It was good to kind of revisit it when I first watched it, but watching this uh, extended cut, it kind of—I don't know if it was nostalgia or not—but it really kind of made me excited to jump back into this series, especially the the Hobbit trilogy. So I actually did quite enjoy this film. Okay, and I, I'm gonna follow back with you in a moment here yeah. about uh, those extended cut scenes as well. Um, uh, Marco, I'm just going to go clockwise here on my side. Uh, what did you think overall of the movie? It was okay. I I don't think that it really compares to the greatness of the Lord of the Rings movies, but you know, I, I went in with an open mind and again, I'm excited to watch extended cuts because I'm tend to be a sucker for those. Obviously, I didn't know what would be extended and what wasn't, so it's, it's kind of cool that we have on here what's been extended and what hasn't, because otherwise I, I wouldn't have known. I mean, some, maybe I could kind of tell. It's like, I wonder if this is part of the original. But um, overall, yeah. I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, I do agree with the bill that it did bring you know some nostalgia to this genre and to this world of Middle-earth. But at the same time, I, I hate to make comparisons like this, but we, we all talked about how we're watching the, the TV show. It's like watching the, the TV show in this is like night and day, man. You know, um, I did like, you know, some of the performances and stuff. So that kind of helped me like stay invested in the movie. And obviously, you know, some of the world building and action scenes um, and connections to Loader definitely helped. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I know it's I know it's kind of hard to not compare it obviously because everything says lord of the rings but one thing to keep in mind with the show is technically it has nothing to do with these movies right as well connection wise it's it's its own little cut of the world and not to mention the budget on there if they if you were to compare them um each episode's roughly 60 million dollars so um a much higher budget overall compared to a movie if you look at it as a season as a whole 
A lot of money. So they, there are, yeah. Amazon definitely put a lot of money into it. Is what I'm getting at too. So, um, yeah, no. But I appreciate you going with the open mind, man. So that's mm-hmm. you know that's what we're trying to do here too. Uh, Mikey, jumping to you, good sir, our guest. Uh, what did you think overall of uh, Unexpected Journey? Uh, yeah, because I hadn't had not seen these in a while, so I was going in kind of excited to see them, and it kind of met my expectations. I really enjoyed it. I thought the storyline, the you know, quote unquote lore of the stuff that they can do, it kind of deep dives into a lot of stuff. So I, I don't know. I really enjoyed them overall, uh, all three of them, and and the first one uh, was one of my favorite ones actually. So. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked the first one. To tell you the truth, I like the uh, the introduction of the, the dwarves and and I, I'm like you, Mikey. I like uh, the dwarves too as a character because I th- I feel like in the original Lord of the Rings trilogies, they're not. There's only really one dwarf you see. Technically, it's just yeah, Gimli, Gimli this one. Yeah. So it, you know, you kind they of kinda hear get the about the dwarves. The stick. Yeah, ah, it's just kind of <laughs> funny because he's. Yeah. Eh, look at you with the puns today. <laughs> Zing is all. This, this is why we have him on. This is why. <laughs> yeah, this is why he jumped on. This is why when you ask for the best, you get the best. So, no, that's great. Uh, I, I, I like the lead-in for this. I actually do prefer the, um, I'm going to jump into here, the extended cut. I think it actually does add quite a bit to it, which is strange. I, I get it. There's there's probably two scenes, probably the dinner scene and the goblin scene, where they, they add the music to it. And I actually like those because those are actually in the book. So they have a lot of singing moments and all these stuff, which is like, I get it. For probably for a, a, a theatrical cut, people aren't gonna care about that too much, right? But I, I like him. And there's not much that is added into this one, which I would say. So, um, Mikey, what about you? Did you think the extended cut, knowing that you've seen what scenes are added here, does this is it a make or break you for this one? Does it make it worse? What do you think? Uh, it's not making a break because, like you said, the kind of subtle changes in this in this first film. But I really do like the dinner scene a lot because it kind of shows a lot more of like how the dwarf's lifestyle was, which you don't really get a lot of just in general for like any of the races, actually, uh, in most of the films. I haven't seen the Lord of the cut in a long time, too, so I don't remember if they do own any other races there. But as far as dwarfs go, like them singing at like dinner and stuff, it just kind of gave a vibe off. So it kind of fills in a little bit of what you're thinking. I know that you uh, you played some Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, right, Mikey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like everything in this movie makes it feel like the beginning of like a, a Dungeons and Dragons adventure to me. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that rubs me the right way. I mean this sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Like Yeah. Stop with your grins. Stop with your grins. <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah. also like the the Bilbo as a child stuff. Like I didn't remember that. As I forgot before. that was an exciting that was set. New. Yeah, I so, thought that was yeah, in there. Yeah, it's really good. Like it's he meets like, Gandalf. He's child? like, Oh man, it's kinda like a He's a wizard. He did light. He did like fireworks and stuff. So. Isn't that weird that that's not in the theatrical cut? So like, you just automatically just think they know each other in the normal one. Like, I guess they just fucking know each other or something, right? Like, well, I mean, okay. he, they kind of have like a little bit of like dialogue between each other without the cinema cut, but it's not. Yeah, he much. says something like, "I haven't been here in a while" or something. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, what the fuck does that mean? You guys have been partying together? Yeah, he says his mom's so. name and stuff. So, but that's about it. That's true. Uh, Nabil, what about you? I know you were talking about it a little bit earlier. You were kind of mentioning it. But the extended cut for this one, did this one, it sounded like it worked better for you for this one? Yeah, I mean, just like you guys were mentioning about the, the scene with Bilbo meeting Gandalf as a kid, that is like in the opening minutes of the film of this version, and that already kind of helped add on more to where we were going with this and, and adding a little bit more, con- just a little bit of nuance you know to the context of of 
who Bilbo is and where that this film isn't the Lord of the Rings. This isn't about the one ring per se. This is about his adventure and kind of building up that backstory that when I saw that, that already got me a little bit more interested in where they were going with it. I, I, I agree with you too, James, about like um, the songs and some of the jokes that were added on, like the, the um, dwarves bathing in Rivendell and the, the, the water yeah. fountain thing. Like that was funny. And I thought that added just a little bit, a little different thing where, you know the dwarves don't care they're just doing their own thing and they're that help kind of reinforce that thing you know not nothing not not anything malicious just how they live their lives they just you know they don't see anything wrong with it and those little beats that they added on even though it was 13 minutes totally made the difference for me i'm just enjoying it more it that's what i what i say like it got me back into remembering lord of rings because it brought it it brought some more of the the fun into the film that even the Fellowship of the Ring did as well when they, when you when we watched the extended cuts too. But even the original film just felt like oh we're building in a world that's mm-hmm. very fun and different. And this is this was a really good setup to that adding those extra scenes where I feel like before it was you're back in the you're back in Middle Earth and you're just seeing some other adventure and they're just telling a story like this. I felt like fleshed that out a bit more to to make me yeah. want to be a part of this world again. Yeah, definitely. And Marco, I know, like, for instance, you weren't aware of it either, of what was added without the list and shit like that. But do you, were those scene, were any of those scenes any like a standout for you? Or did you think it just 13 minutes wasn't needed on this? What do you think? Uh, kind of like what Mikey and Nabil were saying, the dinner scene, definitely, because you have uh, more uh, character development of the elves. I mean, I'm sorry, the dwarves and uh, the, their background and their culture and you see that just juxtaposition versus the elves who are like very like stoic and very like well-mannered and the dwarves are just like having a good time partying. Hey, we're, we're eating, we're singing. Um, we're happy to be alive type feeling. And I, I like that contrast. Yeah. And I, I felt like that added more character to each one. Cause I felt like that's one of the things that's probably missing from the dwarves is we have like 13 of them, but, and I know it's, it must be hard as fuck to like give like every single one of them, like, some development but i felt like that scene definitely yeah. helped um and it's kind of sad that it wasn't in the theatrical cut because i feel like that probably would have helped it you know the whole show, rivendell show scene in the yeah. theatrical cut is much quicker yeah it, i feel like so. that it's very important you know you see those types of scenes in the lord of the rings and the theatrical cut where like it's it's slowing the pace down to get to know these characters and i felt like that's what that did uh, seeing Bilbo get to know Gandalf uh, as, as a kid, also, I think that that was that was also awesome to show the 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 beginnings of their friendship and how long that they've known each other, like lifelong friends. And he's been you know friends with the Baggins family for a very long time. So I I thought that that you know definitely helped. Um, obviously, like uh, Saruman talking about um, the rings too, because I mean. Even though this yeah. doesn't necessarily have to do with the rings, you, you have that curiosity in the back of your mind and you hear all this stuff. I mean, obviously, if you've read the books, like you can make the connections of like the rings and everything between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and everything. But it, it yeah. in movie format, it's kind of good to have that connection and and see like, oh, a little bit more understanding of these rings. You know, a lot, a lot of the did. extended cuts scenes uh, in all three movies connect more with the Lord of the Rings, actually. Yeah. So, for instance, like Saruman's meeting in the theatrical cut, he doesn't mention anything about like yeah the One Ring at all. Like that scene's shortened by quite a bit. So 
Yeah. It's so kind of good to know because because just on that like Gandalf is asking about like oh what about the el- the the dwarves rings and stuff and you know yeah so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, again, the thirteen minutes I felt like that's fine. You know, add thirteen minutes to movie. Um, sometimes when you get extended cuts, it's like oh we had to like you know. 30 seconds or something. It's like, no, add more, you know? And I, I so I'm all yeah, for it. That's just, and I feel like it, yeah. it did help, even though I, <laughs> I didn't really care for the goblin singing, the goblin King. I was like, all right, dude, sit, sit down. But I mean, it makes it a little fun. Like Nabil was saying, and a little like kid friendly yeah. as well too. Cause Lord of the Rings movies are kind of dark, but I like that shit. Yeah. Um, the, so kind I of would say the Hobbit, the Hobbit is kind of a lighter, lighter tale to a point, right? Yeah. To a point. Um, so yeah, and in all, I felt like the extended scenes did help the movie. Nice. Um, I just want to jump right into the characters, basically, guys. Before we talk, just I mean, maybe that in the plot, just to kind of wrap this one up. But uh, our main lead here is um, Martin Freeman, technically as young Bilbo, because uh, one thing I do like with this movie is that it actually is a talent. This and the last movie start with uh, this scene from the Lord of the Rings, right before Gandalf comes to uh, Bilbo's house. In the Fellowship of the Ring, um, Bilbo's preparing for his, what is it, 110th birthday or something like that? 111th. 111th, yeah. 111th, okay. So he's lived quite longer than most hobbits live, and it, there's a reason why, obviously. And uh, he, Frodo, they, there's even a cameo here with Frodo showing up, and he's like, what you writing? Keep your secrets. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, Martin Freeman, though, is Bilbo throughout these three ones. What did you guys think? Uh, start with you, Bill, on... Uh, Bilbo, what did you think of Bilbo? I think Martin Freeman the greatest Bilbo. He, especially in this film, like revisiting it, it made me kind of double down on how much I liked him as Bilbo Baggins and throughout this whole film series. Like he had a lot of good, um, I think just good character development from the from the beginning. Just you know that opening scene before he even leaves the Shire. I think it's like. What, 40 minutes or something like that or 45 minutes before he actually yeah. leaves the shire and you get you learn a lot about him throughout that time and you you can understand his hesitancy of wanting to do this adventure um and then you know believing in himself that you know what no i can do this kind of thing like i enjoyed all that and all the way through you know where where he, his kind of arc at the end of this film which if i recall correctly when we first watched it i was like that was a lot of stuff that happened in one movie um and i remember yeah like what are they gonna do for the next i two remember films? you did not like the first movie. yeah i did not and i remember that, yeah and that's why like watching it this time i have a better appreciation for it and i do think those scenes made the difference i think just being able to absorb a lot of the things that Martin Freeman did with the character of just even some of the mannerisms of what um, the original Bilbo character was in the Lord of the Rings, just a small bit that we could spend time with him. Like you could believe that this is who he was and he enjoys his life and and is up, but is up with uh, throughout the journey trying to figure out where his place is really and doesn't know if he really fits in or not, but still finds the courage to kind of do it. Um, I, th- I think he w- I think he was really great in this film, to be honest, and did a great job with the character. Nice, um, Marco. What do you think? I really enjoyed Martin Freeman as Bilbo Baggins. I, I agree with the bill. He one hundred percent encompasses the character, and there's it's hard to imagine anyone else playing Bilbo Baggins. Really, like you think of it, and you see Martin Freeman's face, and I think that he is probably like the most developed character. Obviously, he's the main character of the book, and you know of the series, so. Makes sense that he was probably the most well-developed character, and they did a really good job at 
you really caring for him and and wanting to follow him along this journey. But yeah, you get you get to see him, you know, slowly grow and get a little bit out of his shell and although he like misses home and misses his things and stuff, watching him observe the dwarves and stuff and and see how much, you know, they you know, miss their home and stuff. It it kind of like slowly turns him, and I, I like that development in him. And I, f- I felt like Martin Freeman, even with his facial expressions, even when he's not like speaking, like he just does such a good job. He's he's a really talented actor in, in which you can feel and understand him with with just like the facial expressions and the mannerisms he makes. And I think it makes the the character that much more you know likable. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, Mikey, I want to ask you, though, as a uh, fellow dwarf enthusiast, um, what did you think of the dwarves in the film? Like Marco said, there there are quite a few of them. And even in the book, they don't really give everybody their... A lot of them are just names by the time you get in the book, too. Even. I'll be like totally honest with it, too. But what did you think about dwarves in this one? Or anybody, you know, like Thorin, Balin, probably, Bofur, too. And like any of them stick out to you? What did you think overall? Uh, well, I think Thorin definitely definitely sticks out, and he's I think he's supposed to because like he's like the main like dude now for this this group of and people. He's sexy, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, more so in the later movies, but Keely kind of kind of raises up a little bit later. But um, to be honest, like there's too many dwarfs. Like I I realize why like they have them all there, and I kind of like that they have like a big <laughs> company of people. But there's like. I don't even know who's who to be honest. Like, all, there's too many names for me to remember, and which beard is which beard. Uh, but uh, just in general, though, the, the dwarfs are—they um, I like that they have a lot of them, even though I just complained about it. Because um, it kind of each one kind of bring like a different like style of like just thought process and like the whole process mm-hmm. that they have, and like they each make like a uh, like a big part of the group. Uh, they kind of play out like as a as a big decision maker uh, out there. So each one kind of, you know, each have like their own billboy, uh, Bilbo uh, like scene. Like not all of them, but most of them have like a Bilbo scene where they like kind of help him out, like make decisions in his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, they try to. Them. Not yeah. every one of them, but most yeah. of them have. There's a, there's a lot. Some of them, of them have, have some one on ones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I kind of like that they do that. Like you know, each of them, while they have their own life, they're still dwarfs, and they still kind of fit that whole. Like everything we were talking about before with like the singing and like the the fun and stuff like that too i mean there's like they they each have something that's like different from each other but they're still like the same group of people because i don't know if that makes sense but no that makes sense i probably have seen this more than all you guys i'm assuming so obviously you just you guys just told me i've seen this movie like f- four or five times right thorin i th- I, th- I like he has he's probably the only other person for the most part that has a, a growth through it and has to overcome something especially by the end um, I really like Dwalin's character, played by Graham McTavish. Never realized that was him until this time around, because now I kind of seen him in other things too. I think he's a really good actor, and he's kind of the. I guess you would say he's the guy with the, like the heart of gold, but he's like he comes off as an asshole, right? He's like you know. I mean, that's kind of all of them in a way, but I really like Beaufort too, played by James Nesbitt. He has a really good scene in the third film too, and he's um. There's a lot of quiet scenes in this. You guys ever notice that? Like where it's just the one on ones with Bilbo, and it's like. Oh, it's actually really fucking nice what he just told him. Yeah, just the kind of one-off conversations that they're having. Yeah, yeah, I really like those kind of. But I think that adds to the the growth. Like we were talking about, you know, the character growth with Bilbo, especially. All that is just adding layers to his relationship. Like you, you feel that that relationship he's building with each one of the dwarves is genuine, instead of just being like, you know, because when he first meets him, he's just like, "What the fuck?" And they're just trashing his house because you know, like super unwanted guests. They're just breaking shit and they're taking stuff, and he's like. But honestly, like, do you think they stuff. would break stuff if he didn't get in the way? 
Because look when they're like picking up the dishes, right? They're like throwing it all Damn. over the place, but nothing breaks. Right, so I think if he just kind of calmed down, Damn, Mikey's like though. their accuracy was too good. He just needed a little <laughs> trust in them. I mean, he's kind of right now. Right, yeah. so I like Bomber too because he's. I like Bomber, brother, the bigger guy. He's the comedic relief at a lot of times. So. Dude, he runs so fast for being a big dude. Dude, he's surprisingly nimble. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene in the second movie that just makes me laugh every time. It reminds me of Hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just look at the plot here, guys. I know, like most of this is just a review, really, just to break it down. And in a way, we've talked about a lot of this already. But plot-wise, Nabil, I'm gonna start with you. Was there anything notable about it? Anything that stood out for you that you liked about the plot, or was there things like, "Hey, I wish this was a bit different"? I know that's pretty vague pretty broad question but it's you know it was the same gripe i had the last time with the film i just i I get the point of it but once you start going to the next films it's it really starts losing its meaning but as a or as like the the filer like Mm -hmm. i understand he's he's there to essentially lead sauron's uh new army and that's fine and he has a vendetta against thorin and wants to go up like I'm all for it and with it. And I guess in like this film particularly, like, okay, this is a thing that we're going to go deal with. But mm-hmm. as we continue, and, and so maybe it's not fair to, to compile it and critique it with this film. But honestly, as we go on into the other films, I feel like everything that they build up for him in this film gets kind of thrown to the wayside afterwards. And so that made me just feel like, why do we even have to give Thorin like a uh, direct counter like an attack you know some antagonist that he's got to go fight on with why couldn't we have just moved on and stick with the story like it's just so much so much happens in this film between going to the goblins and then you know trying to run from the orcs and then the back the background about the ring and Tauron coming back well, there's a lot of elements here and this just and they could just have an adventure or their little misdeeds as they're going through um but that in itself i feel like azog is just like it works up until this film, for this film. Then after that, I feel like it loses everything that you build up for it kind of just goes away. And, and that kind of bothers me a little bit. And the extended scenes don't do anything much to help with it. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, what about you, Marco? Uh, I kind of agree there in the bill. I think that uh, Azog the Defiler really didn't really have much to give to the movie. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, you want to add an. an an antagonist there for the main heroes to have, but I felt like, well, I mean, that's what Smog is for, you know, like he's the main antagonist. Technically, we don't really need to add, you know, Azog the Defiler. He was really rarely in it, and there really wouldn't have been any difference if they had uh, as Azog there versus just some normal just orc there that's just leading the pack, like some nameless orc. Like, it really wouldn't have made a difference. They didn't really make to need to make him there, but. I, I get it. You know, he's briefly mentioned in the book. You know, it's like one line or something, I think. Um, and so he's actually, wanted... just a spoiler, he's dead before. This yeah, he's he's dead by right the time of this event. So, they, you know, they, they yeah. change things up and I get it. But if they would have done more with him, then I would have say like it would have been worth it. Again, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm nitpicking. You know, I mean, it's it's still, you know, it it works, but it didn't really need to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. Just also real yeah, quick, sure. I... The the scene with the with the, all the goblins, it's kind of cool. It's the first time we see the goblins. Like, hey, you, you like that, didn't you? But like, like who are the who I are wish, the goblins be? Right? I was like, well, what's the difference? Anyway, they're, they're the bigger eyed ones. Um, like I wish it would have kind of slowed down a little bit and just added a little bit more attention to that as well too, because like it was 
it was an intense scene, but I feel like it was made to be more fun than intense. And I just feel like, man, just make these guys a little bit more intense. But really, they're, just, they're low just, level just, villains, just, man. They just it, knocked it, them out with one hit. Just it, it almost the, goes yeah, with just, the tone of the film, though. I would say, like, yeah, oh, these are like. They're the battle droids. You I don't got to worry about it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really, yeah. No, that's a good, like, that's a good as, one, actually. As cool as it was, like, sometimes I do wish for that. It's like, man, can't they just kill these bad guys real quick? And, you know, sometimes when you get it a little too much, you're just like, all right, just challenge them a little bit. But that's that's really me just nitpicking. But that whole sequence was cool. Just seeing, like, the, and I don't I don't think they really extended too much more um, when they were running inside. Some of the dialogue, the a lot of the dialogue yeah. is different in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that sequence of them just running through, you know, out of the caves and trying to get out of the mountain, like that was that was pretty fun. It was exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mikey, just uh, with you on here, thoughts on plot? Any notable scenes that stood out to you? Uh, so I do agree with what everybody's saying here, but I really think like the villain in this movie is are themselves the dwarfs and Bilbo. Uh, Maybe getting you know, real personal. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like they're really just fighting with like personal struggles. A lot of them mm-hmm. are. So they just needed people to be there to like have like a villain presence, but they're not really the villains of the movie. Like they're like, let's say, let's say the scenes you guys are just talking about where they're trying to escape from the goblins. Like when they're in the cages, they're like, someone's not here. Yeah, I saw him run away. So they're like doubting Bilbo already. And then Bilbo comes back and like helps him out, you know, at the end. So it's like, it's really just like their progression. So those villains are just there to progress their internal struggle uh, or, you know, the stuff they're fighting with on the inside. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good Damn, Marco, right? This is, dude, okay, I want to share something. Mikey, I'm going to let them know, like, the way you told me, like, maybe the unexpected journey was a friendship they got found along the way. Yeah. Oh. Right? Peep. I started, we- I started openly weeping when I read it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's no, but it's true, though. When we get to yeah, the end, I'll talk, you. I'll talk about it. It's for Mikey. Mikey. It's for Mikey. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Um... I, I want to bring up something, though. I do like the scene with Golem, by the way, because I'm a big Golem fan. Yeah. And his bony little... And I like that... Um, did you guys notice... Uh, this is like... Did you notice the graphics for Golem aren't the greatest? Because they're matching it up with his... his little yeah, original ones. Did yeah. you know that? Is that why? They did that on purpose? Yeah, they did it on purpose. I didn't, I didn't realize that, that was no. on purpose. Just because if he looks hella good and shit, you'd be like, man, he looks way fucking good here, but then he looks like dog <laughs> shit in the other one. Like, uh, Yeah, they actually purposely like left him a little... Uh, not as much detail, but he looks more like he looks exactly like the model from um, Lord of the Rings. Just to let you know, but um, that's his only scene, though. He's not in the other two, obviously, because as you know with the story, he's searching yeah. for the ring afterwards. So, and I really like the scene at the end where uh, Thorin and Bilbo he embraces him finally, and he finally trusts him. I really think that's a great scene, actually, where he's telling him. And he, at first, you think he's all fucking mad or some shit, right? Because Thorin's been Thorin's been kind of shitting on Bilbo the whole movie, which yeah, is kind of funny. Like, He's like, fuck this He's guy. He's like, he fucking went home like he needs to. And I'm like, God call damn, him Master dude, Baggins. Yeah. He's actually like yeah. telling him to go home, too. He's not like saying, yeah, he's like, just go fucking home. He's like, leave. Hey, just leave. Yeah, just get out of here. Just leave. We don't need you here. And I'm like, man, is this my fucking, is this my fifth grade all over again? He's, he's um, respectfully so, like, disrespecting him. Master Baggins, you suck. Well, you call me yeah. Master Baggins. Are you really a burglar? <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the scene where he gets Sting, his sword, where they all get the, and once again, it feels like a fucking Dungeons and Dragons uh Fucking campaign, man. Like, you just yeah. found a loot cave. I'm like, oh, shit, what do we find? <laughs> when it, when he so, sees it light up, when, when he's first talking. First time is cool to, because it's it's the sword he gives Frodo. Yeah, but when he sees it light up, he's, he's talking to Bofur, and then he lights up, and he... It, and they both look at it, right? And he's yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of like that. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, and um, they got some good scenes. And once again, the, yes, the Eagles don't take them all the fucking way. I know it's been a running meme for. Dude, he runs different. out of mana, bro. That's what it is. He runs. Yeah, out he of ran, mana. he ran out. He's like, oh, it's it's over there. I'm like, yeah, like 500 fucking miles away. <laughs> when they're looking, they're like, we're so close. I'm like, that looks pretty deep. Still, I'll just let <laughs> your boys know. Okay, so I want to end it here on this one. Uh, before we rate it. I'm going to do something different here. I want you guys to each tell me what you liked most about the movie and then what you liked least about the movie. Just something quick with uh, you, Marco, first. Man, tough one. Uh, what I like the most about the movie really is uh, the character of Bilbo, for sure. Um, the fact that we got to see goblins. I just I don't know why. I just do. Dude, yeah, Marco <laughs> brought this up like to me that. at work on Saturday. Just let you guys know. Like, he brought it up. He's like, yeah, I like that we saw goblins. I'm like, that's a very strange thing to tell me, but okay. <laughs> I do. I was like, <laughs> just to let you know. I, I did a Google search on the difference between the orcs, the goblins, and the uruk and I was like, hold on. Hold on a second. Anyway, uh, my critique of the movie is the character development of, of the dwarves could have been better, truthfully, because... Um, I, they all look, you know, different. They all have different personalities. It would be nice to just kind of get to know them a little bit more. I know in the book you don't really know them more, but would have been nice. And at the same time, is also the scene with the goblins because I wanted that fight to just be a little bit more intense. So you were looking like Minds of Moria kind of section. You're like, come on, man, give me some yeah, trolls. Yeah, dude, the tension in that scene is just really good. Yeah, uh, Mikey, what about you? Uh, I'm I'm kind of kind of copy a little bit. So uh, yeah, I like Bilbo's like whole progression throughout the whole movie. He becomes uh, a man, if you will. So uh, that whole storyline, his progression is like my favorite things uh, that this movie kind of does. This is actually his progression is the reason I like this movie, one of the better ones. So uh, that kind of plays out a little bit. Uh, my least favorite is I like the overall like dwarf ism as far as like we learn a lot about the dwarves in general but we don't learn about like individual people so it's like there's again there's too many dwarves like there's they just could didn't have time to kind of play out 13 different dwarf storylines no, you know, yeah, no, so it makes sense but uh, i kind of wish they could flesh like it out another a bit. hour and a half maybe right? the movie to yeah. fucking get everyone a thing but so yeah but yeah makes sense uh nabil with you uh, I'll say something different. I really, we didn't really talk about him, but I really like Gandalf in this film. I thought he was a great time. I love seeing more of him uh, compared it's to Ian McKellen, though, right? Yeah, it's I mean, just, Ian McKellen does so a great good, job yeah. as him, though. Yeah. Um, so Gandalf the Great was just great in this film throughout. Every scene was like, oh, why is he leaving? Come back, stay with the company. <laughs> I don't want you to go. It does have in the book too. And I, yeah. even as a kid, I was like, can you stop fucking leaving, dude? Yeah, just hang out with us. He does uh, a, a number of times in the Lord of the Rings trilogy too. He's like, I have to yeah. go to a library. Sorry, like, like no, boy, just stay with back. us, bro. But doesn't someone tell you something about that though? Like, yeah, that's he does. How the wizards are. do they're their like, own oh, thing. Yeah, they yeah they're, they're always on the go. And make, yeah. yeah, and they're always unexpected when they show up. That's the whole yeah. point. Oh my god, that's why it's in it. Oh my god, that's the Superman four: The Quest for Peace title. Oh my god, that's the title. Sorry. Yeah. So you know, Gandalf is great, and um, what I didn't like, I still go back to Azog the Defiler. He was good, but he also wasn't bad. It would have just been fine with just the orcs chasing after them, and just some overpowered Bahamut going after them, and I would have been. Yeah. Fine with my that. my problem with that is I still think they would have named him something. Then they're like, it was Grafar the Grinder. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking know. Like yeah. we want to know who the fuck it is. Like who's that one guy that keeps chasing him? So maybe that's why. I mean, yeah. I was going to touch on that a bit. They do give the backstory of like his hatred for Thorin Oakenshield because he they stopped do. them. 
yeah. at the Battle of um, so, Moria, oh, right? He cut so, my arm off, so <laughs> I must destroy your whole lineage. And then he's just like, I'm just going to get yoked as hell for the next 10 years or whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, no, I liked, uh, I liked Bilbo the best in this movie. I think he's a standout and there's a reason why this, it all makes these trilogies like worthwhile. So his journey and his hero's journey is really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I agree. I wish they had more stuff with the dwarves, but I mean, I know it's impossible. So, uh, I'm going to start with you then one through five rain ranking on this one. Mikey, what do you give it? Start with you since you're a guest. Uh, I give it four stars. Cool. Thank you very much, sir. And Marco, what about you? I give it three stars, which is half a star more than I was going to give it originally, but talking it over, I'm like, you know what? It's not that yeah, bad. it's good to break it down. No. Uh, Nabil, notice your shirt's off. What about you? <laughs> I give it four stars. I also give this movie a four star as well. All right, and before we head over to our second film in the trilogy, take a listen for a ad from our sponsor. Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do. And guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS, that's T-M-P-A-L-S, to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. All right, and the next film in the series, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Truly, the tales and songs fall utterly short of your enormity, oh Smaug. The stupendous. We are the dwarves of Elabor. We have come to reclaim our homeland. I offer you my help. Now that we know it won't betray us. We don't. There is no king under the mountain, nor will there ever be. It will not end here. With every victory, this evil will grow. Legolas has grown very fond of you. Do not give him hope where there is none. You have no right to enter that mountain. I have the only right. We've been blind. In our blindness, our enemy has returned. I found something in the Goblin Tunnel. Released in 2013, this one sits at a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, and as James has said, that is only for the theatrical release that does not reflect the Rotten Tomatoes score on the extended version, which is what we did. So the description for this movie is, The dwarves, along with Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf the Grey, continue their quest to reclaim Erebor, their homeland from Smaug. 
Meanwhile, Bilbo Baggins also comes in possession of a mysterious magical ring. I wonder which one it is. So, once again, this one released December 13th, 2013, the theatrical cut. The extended cut came out on November 3rd, 2014. And this one is about 25 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. So, they had a little bit more in this one than the previous installment. So... New characters that are introduced into this movie are Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug, Evangeline Lilly as Toriel, Luke Evans as Bard the Bowman, Lee Pace as Thranduil, Stephen Fry as Master of Lake Town, Ryan Gage as Alfred, Orlando Bloom, who reprises his role of Legolas Greenleaf, and Michael Persbrandt as Beorn the Skin Changer. So... Hmm, let's start with, I'll start with our guest on this one, Mikey. Uh, what did you think of The Desolation of Smaug? I continue to like the series, and uh, I didn't like this one as much as the first one, which I know it got a better Rotten Tomatoes, and I, you know, the people I talked to all liked the second one better, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as the second one. Uh, there's just some stuff that's a little different. Still enjoyed it, still liked uh, what I saw, still was excited about seeing it, still wanted to watch the third one after the second one, but didn't like it as much as the first one. You think the extended cut added anything better to it? Uh, yeah, there was definitely some scenes that I liked that they did extra. So there was a few uh, like small things that I liked. I didn't mm-hmm. like some of the stuff they added in. I didn't think they really added too much. Uh, did you want me to like... Well, we'll get into that, that or do you a little wait? after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. no worries. Uh, what about you, James? What did you think of the Desolation of Smog? And do you think that the extended cut added anything to the original theatrical cut? Yeah. After watching um, it six times. Yeah, I've actually seen this one. I mean, I've seen them all like five times, which is insane. Uh, this one's good. I like this one. I, I used to not like this one as much as the first one, even though it is higher ranked on it, right? Same way. But I think this time around, maybe I just like, I liked a lot of key scenes in this one, if that makes sense. There is some stupid shit in this movie, though, that we'll get to. But um, I, I would say out of the extended cut, this one adds one. The biggest scene for me is that the fact that Thrain's in this movie, he's not in the theatrical cut at all, which is um kind of crazy in a way because he has a pretty big role when Gandalf goes back to Dol Guldur. That's why. Mm-hmm. And he finds like a because, you know, there's there's uh, I think it was in the first one or second one. They mentioned that like, hey, like somebody spotted my dad like running through the yeah, forest or something. In the first one. Right? Yeah. First mm-hmm. one. yeah. And they and they fall up with that here. And the other one, that's just like a just a fucking plot hole. Like, well, we'll never see that scene. So don't worry about it. So that's the one. Everything else is not as much. It's a lot more just extended scenes of existing scenes. Mikey, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, especially like going into Lake Town, the whole part of them like hiding. And it adds a little more, a little more tension, I think, to certain scenes. But it's nothing like that couldn't didn't exactly need to be in this one to my to the point of it. Mm-hmm. But um once again, like I said, a lot of things attached to Lord of the Rings for this one, but for the most part, it's still a fun movie. I do like the scenes with um Smaug, just to let you know. So right something on. about that dragon, man. Benedict Cumberbatch uh, has a really good voice, is what I'm getting. He at, does. So. Yeah. And he actually mocap music for it, by the way. So he as you guys have probably he, seen those memes too. Yeah. They're funny. <laughs> Acting like a dragon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> literally, and yeah. Bill has a dragon suit on right now. I don't know why. I don't know where he got it from, but yeah. big, big, big Shrek fan, big Shrek fan. <laughs> oh, it's got googly eyes on it. I'm like, that's that's not really menacing to Bill, but uh, <laughs> it's a cute dragon, but I'm scary too. It's a beat fire. 
Don't take my gold. <laughs> it's, it's I've the got gold. an Arkin stone for you boys. <laughs> it's the gold chocolate thing still sticking to him. But how long have you had that suit on for? It looks like you're sweating. <laughs> it just melted, <laughs> melted chocolate on the bottom of me. Man, I'm so sticky now. Sorry. <laughs> what, did, what did you think of the desolation of smog? And do you think the extended cut added anything to it? The best part of this film is the last hour of this film, and that's when Smog shows up. Everything beforehand, I just, you know, it's pretty, and I like Bilbo, and there's um, there's definitely some growth. I, you know, Bilbo's my man in this film still, but nothing exciting really happens for me until the that last hour when we get to Smog, and and you, know, you get those intercut scenes with with Gandalf too going, you know, to Dol Guldur. So like that all happens concurrently, but that's where the meat of the film for me is. All the added scenes didn't really add much for me. Like it, it was okay. I liked. I mean, I liked adding on a little bit more lore. Like James, you had mentioned about Thrain being shown on there, but again, that's in the last hour of the film as well. Um, and like them getting lost in the forest, I thought that thought it was too long. I'm like, I get it. They're lost. We're oh, they're spiders now. Finally, let's get let's get, let's keep going. You know, like getting caught up inside um, uh, the Elven city, which I can't remember for some reason all of a sudden. Like, okay, you know, it was fine. They were, none none of that really brought anything for me in this film. So I still kind of feel like I did when I first watched the movie. I don't think the extended scenes really made much of a difference outside of just adding that little bit of the, the parts that they did add extend onto the lore that that helped like to just fill up some of the plot holes but otherwise i didn't really care much for um anything else they added into it it was it really was that last hour that made it for me well i am the odd man out i i really enjoyed this one actually <laughs> uh for i said some... i liked it what do you mean <laughs> i well didn't you say you didn't like it as much as the first one? I said I originally didn't. The first oh, time originally around. Didn't. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, re- first time around. But this time around, I said it was good. I, I really enjoyed this one, and um, it's the one I skipped of all three, originally. Okay. So, so Mike, Marco just took his headphones off. He left again. You oh, don't yeah. know what you're missing until you, <laughs> you see right? it, you know? Look this is my first time watching it, so I was like, "Oh, okay. This is that's cra- I still think that's insane that you watched, you skipped for the first or third one, bro. Yeah. That's wild. I like that he saw the third one and he didn't think to himself, maybe I should have watched a second one now since I've seen how this ends. Like, nah, I'm good. I saw what I mean, I tr- tr- truthfully, even though I liked it, I was like, I didn't really miss much. You get a fucking smog battle scene at the end and at the beginning of the third one. So it's like, okay, I really didn't miss much. I get to see this motherfucker in action. <laughs> now I get to see him twice. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I felt that the tension leading up to finally like meeting smog i felt was was done right i i actually man i i enjoyed the fucking spider scenes man and i enjoyed them actually I like being the spider scene too. caught in the fucking elven city with with the forest elves because you know, not much is known about them we always know you know the elves from the other elven cities but like Rivendell. yeah so it was kind of cool to see like these elves and they're obviously much more like they they hate everyone basically man they're so it's kind of interesting to the- see like yeah, yeah. The, I was gonna the, say like they're very prejudiced, like the, man. Yeah, because these are the ones that are these wood elves. They're wood elves, by the way. Yeah. That's why, because these wood elves are uh, were directly involved with the dwarves. That's why, and they're yeah. the ones that kind of turn their backs on them because they're like, "Fuck you," right? Yep. And Elrond, as you guys know, even from the show, is like like a higher end. Are they high elves, Mikey? 
Yeah. Yeah. There are, right? Yeah. yeah, they were high elves, right? So like they're more like in tune with like the world, you know. They're not like isolated from like, oh, we don't know what's going on. These guys are like, I don't know. Fuck. We just we, we patrol the forest and we like for instance, they're talking about like killing all the they were like, We thought we killed all the spiders, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, they only work but, in their area. But uh, o- overall, I felt like it was a really good follow-up to the first movie. I felt like it really uh, was a-, a bit more action-packed than than the first one, and I-, I felt like it it just really helped to you know grow the character of Bilbo e- even more. He's becoming more confident because he's got the ring now, so he's like, "I'm big badass Bilbo now." What? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. The extended scenes, really. I mean. Again, I n- I never saw this one, so it's it was all fucking new to me. So really, I actually in- enjoyed it. There's actually probably nothing. I mean, the only thing I probably would have wanted to cut is just the Alfred and his master talking scenes. That's about it. Everything else, I I pretty much like uh, enjoyed and everything. So um, yeah, the Alfred not, stuff not, was not much. Uh, yeah, not good. Yeah. It's like the comedic relief for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't um, need it. I, I like the Bjorn stuff. You know, yeah, I thought that was good. That that edition was good. Yeah, the, I, they, they bring, bring up the, the uh, too, that so. they killed the Witch King actually, yeah. which is super cool because you don't see that in the theatrical cut, and the, you see them burying him in the mountain. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. I didn't like the spiders, and I actually didn't like Smog as much as you guys did. I liked him. I thought he was good, but uh, smog? It was just, it's just a lot of dialogue. Um, too and much thought, smoke like, for you? I, Is that what it I was? I thought like the the scene kind of mimics a little out. bit what he did with uh, with Golem? Golem in the first one because like, yeah, like kind of like a mind game I a little guess, bit, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, so it's but like, that's you, dragons you know, are like that though in this. No, universe, yeah, like but I just I feel like yeah. I liked the scene with Golem better than I did with Smog. Yeah. So but I will say sense. this much. As somebody that's read the book too, Marco knows too. Like this, this is like this in the book though. Tell you the truth, yeah. Like it's a mind game between the two of them. Like, oh, like you think you're smarter than me, but then Bilbo's trying to appease him while he's really looking for the Arkenstone and shit. And he's like, exactly. And I think yeah. it, I mean, let's be real. Smog could kill them easily, and he's he's just sort of like taunting yeah, he's toying them, with and, him. and yeah. he's flexing his power, and he's got everything he has. Is like, there's he really doesn't think that they could take anything from him, and I kind of like that. He's just he's just flexing the whole time. But um, I'm I'm glad you like the the Baron uh, scenes, Mikey, because I like those too. Like I felt like it actually pays off more for when he shows up in the third one, where it's not just fucking Five random. Armies, and it's yeah. like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, because the, the helps... scene in the theatrical cut is so much shorter. Yeah, oh, it's way short. You know, yeah, it's super short in the other one. So we're yeah. you know talking about. I mean, it's not much of character development, but I mean, it's a little bit more of explaining. Like this is why you know. You know, this guy comes in and, you know, saves us all because, you know, because of this and this happening. So I kind of like that. But, um, yeah, I I, I kind of see it like Mikey, the, the scene with Gollum and Smog, like they contrast each other. Like each one can like like Gollum can overpower you by like tricking you and playing my games and, and Smog. Yeah, he can do the same, but he can also just fucking just kill you. He can crush you or he can burn you either or. So having those two, for me, they're both equally as creepy because each one has their ability that, that can like pretty much bring you to your doom. So I kind of like that. But speaking of of characters, Mikey, since we're on you already, um, is, is do you think Bilbo is, is was changing as a character in this one? What do you think of, of, of Bilbo in this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, he kind of found a little bit of confidence in the first one, but he really kind of kind of makes that like another jump. 
of confidence in this one. Yeah. The whole smog stuff is like he's, he's super cheating. confident. And that's, that, that whole scene is like he's super he's confident. Cheating, yeah. Yeah. And he's got yeah, the ring too baby. that kind of he knows yeah, he can just like disappear whenever he wants to basically. So it just kind of gives him another level of confidence. Almost like Smog right. saying, hey, no one can beat me. He's almost got that same confidence level with mm-hmm. like, hey, I can do whatever I want because no one can find me. Uh, you know, so I feel like he does have some progression there. Yeah, Thrain was also cool. I think someone mentioned that already. Uh, I like yeah. that they kind of put him in there. It made sense that he was there because they mentioned him in the first film. So I do like that. The dwarves are also in a different place too. Um, you know, Thorin is kind of stepping his game up a little bit. Um, kind of not there all already, but he's kind of losing a little bit of confidence still. So, but they actually like got to their homeland and stuff. So you know, they're kind of in a better place a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? What do you think of where the main characters are, specifically Bilbo oh, and the I, dwarves? I love. That's why I like the spider scene because Bilbo. There's a scene where he like goes ham on this thing that looks like it's from King Kong. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that bug was, dude, but he's like losing it. And I like that scene a lot. And he realizes like he's sitting there looking at the ring and he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Like he doesn't even realize how like he murdered that thing, whatever the fuck it was. Like he went ham on it, right? Yeah. Um, It's crazy because he just goes, he's just like stabbing the shit out of it. It's like a and weird it's like, yo, this is the same thing. guy for, that was like deciding to even go on this journey in the last one. So like, I think it's. The start of the ring kind of, uh, unfortunately, you know, kind of changing him mm-hmm. in a way. But it's his confidence is different. Like you said, he does go right into a a dragon like nothing, right? And it's just like everyone's like, "All right, well, here you go." So he it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, he actually does, which yeah. is funny because I'm like, I don't think he's ever done this yeah. before. Um, I like the elves too. Elves are I I I disagree with Nabil on that one. I actually like that scene where they're out there and you learn yeah. a little bit about the wood elves and I think the the whole I know this is getting a little plot, but the the uh the barrels down the water scene is really fun. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, that's, Bom- yeah. Bomber has a scene well, where he explodes out of it and just yeah. yeah, the water ride basically, which Maybe because I love water rides too. You guys know that. Though. You you are a fan of water rides. I love water rides too. I was like, maybe that's why I fuck. Because I was like, yo, if this was a fucking ride, I would be like, sign me up, dude. Right. No, um, no but, but yeah, the dwarves are changing. They yeah. do start trusting a little more though. You guys notice that in this one, like a little bit. Um, he's he he's a bit more a part of the company now. They do trust Bilbo a lot more. Like in the, I like that scene where, in the beginning of the movie, they're talking we got to get a burglar, and it, it changes to a scene to. Bilbo and Bilbo actually scouted ahead for everybody and tells them about Bjorn. And he's like, yo, there's a bear out there, like looking around for us or some shit. Yeah. And uh, there's no more questions from Thorin. Like, are you sure? He's like, okay. I like, he trusts him now, which I like seeing. Cause as opposed, like I said, the first one, he's like a total dick to him. Like, he's like, he would have been like, yeah, right. Yeah. He's almost pretty much like fully accepted scene, in the company. Right? The last scene way. of the first one. Dude, they gave each other that bro hug, bro. And I was like, fuck my heart. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> the big kiss, little kiss. Um, Big kiss, little kiss together. And then, like, for instance, Bard the Bowman, like, they actually trust him to, like, sneak them into the town. So it's one of those yeah, things where they're they're finding some allies. I thought the fish was gross as shit, though. I was like, yeah, that'd be so nasty. Bard, also known it, as not It made me want to have some fish. I liked him in the book originally, though, so that's why I was like, I hope Bard's done. And I think Luke yeah. Evans does a good job as him. Uh, Nabil, your thoughts on Toriel and the Killy romance? Because Toriel wasn't actually in the book. She was actually a character that they made for the series. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to assume that's true. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The whole that that seemed like it's. I read somewhere where because I was looking at some history of this, and basically, like this is a studio decision that they wanted you to have a romance. Bill. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. So like. I didn't care much for it. I didn't feel like, yeah, okay, maybe they have a f- physical attraction to each other, but it didn't really build anything for me as far as like why Toriel would suddenly be like, I've been alive for centuries, and now this one dwarf that kind of looks different than any other dwarf and is kind of handsome. I might actually be in love forced, with this man. Huh? Yeah, it all felt forced. You know, I didn't, I didn't care much I, for that plot. I, I agree. Yeah, I can understand if Keely was into it, but Toriel, like no, elves, are much is more. Into it. Yeah, but one one thing real quick though, they they did add this because of studio in- interference on this. But uh, Peter Jackson added Toriel originally just to add a female into the yeah. movie because as there's you guys no women. All, all, all the books. There's little to no females in any of them. The men are out doing adventure stuff, guys. <laughs> all right, the ladies stay at home. Even Galadriel in the books yeah. has like a much smaller role, but they made it bigger. So. I like that they flesh like, out even more. In these I feel films, like so. she, she could she could have worked without the whole romance thing in there. Like they didn't really yeah. have yeah. to shoot that in there. Yeah. It's like she was a badass fucking fighter, you know, and she was killing people with with Legolas and stuff. So it could have been just as much as her being there and like right. feeling bad for the dwarves. She's a conscience, you know. She's not gonna let them suffer, knowing that what they're going through. But to to go on a full fledged like. I may be in love with this guy. I wasn't buying it. I, I, it, it wasn't for me. Mikey, uh, your thoughts on uh, Legolas in the movie? Feel about seeing Orlando Bloom come back? I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked it. I mean, it's, it's a likable character that we saw from the other films, and he does Legolas stuff in this one as well. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he kicks ass and t- doesn't take names, so uh, he just doesn't care. He's about definitely the names. got more of a chip on his shoulder on this one, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you you meet his dad, that's why. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of understand why he's so against the dwarves, too, and why he kind of takes that, I guess, racism a little bit into oh, the next, yeah. like, trilogy of movies yeah. to a point. Like, that's why he's so against Gimli. So. Mm-hmm. It was actually him that said, though, he was looking at the pictures of the wallet, right? Was it him or was it somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. it was him. So. That was a good callback to the movie. Yeah, a little cameo there. Yeah. He's like, "That's his son, Gimli." And he's like, "Who's? What's he say? He says something hella fucked up, though." He's yeah, like, he, he, he looks at the wife, the, the picture of the wife, and he's like, "Yeah, who's this? Who's this uh, other man in your wallet?" And he's like, "That's my wife." And he's like, "Who's this other disgusting beards. creature?" She has like, a beard. That's my that's son, why. Gimli. Yeah, yeah. That's glowing. Yeah, which is funny. Gloin. I was like, "That's kind of, that's kind of yeah. fucked up," but yeah. Yeah. James, uh, thoughts on the plot uh, of this one? Anything that really sticks out to you, or anything that you know didn't really work for you, or see? I would say scene wise, I like the stuff before the smog thing. I gotta say, the smog thing is probably the standout, obviously, with uh, Bilbo and, and he's getting them into the dwarves. You know, fucking get the all the stuff rolling. You know, that's the that's a big action sequence. Right. Like I said, I really like the um, trip down the river. I, it's just a lot of fun. It's a fun scene. Just like that. And I get it. Uh, you, like you, I said, with the you, you want to go on a water ride. I understand. <laughs> well, I like how they're like passing like, the axe back down, right? They're like throwing the axe to each other. It's like you yeah. see how they work. That's as a fun team. scene. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that, James. It, and then that the, is a fun scene. And then scene. like the the elves are, you know, Legolas is jumping on their heads and shit, sliding and around and stuff, and doing parkour on, on orcs. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking acing people. I'm like, okay, this is just showing you heads on. Hey, Legolas knows how to shoot that bow pretty well. Like. 
Keep that in mind, right? Unlimited arrows. Yeah, no, I got it. I'm with you. He runs out eventually, though. I feel like um, it did have a little bit more tension than um, the goblin scene from the previous yes, movie. Yes, it does. Like, because like there's the a point action. where you almost think they're about to get killed. And yeah. You feel more... Well, I think throughout this film, they've definitely... I mean, compared to the goblins, like you feel that the orcs are, are out to kill. Like, they're... Yeah. You know, if you, you can't mess up. Especially, around. like, for instance, Keeley gets injured in this one, and, and yeah. the dwarves actually split up. So, mm-hmm. like, half of them, you know, his brother, Philly, stays with him, and then, um, uh, who else fucking stays with him? Uh, the older dwarf stays with him, too, uh, Balin, and then the other ones go off to the damn mountain. So, and so you have, like, a couple left there, a couple go there, and it's like, all right, we're splitting up, making it a little crazy. Um, something that I didn't like, though, the, the Alfred is, is annoying as shit, man. Yeah. Can't stand him. Yeah. He reminds me of, um, Wormtongue, or whatever the fuck his name is, from the... Two Towers. Is that but, Game of Thrones? Am I saying the wrong no, thing? No, no, no. You got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like him. His scenes with the mask. I, I know it's like comical and it's supposed to be like, oh, it's funny. Uh, yeah. They Stephen like, Fry is a funny scurn. guy, but it's. He is funny. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He oh. is funny. He is a funny guy. And it's just like. That's I why I didn't like the extended scenes much. with him and, and his master. I was like, dude. It's only like the one where they're talking about gold and then extended uh, dialogue scene where they're, you know, obviously just having a. Uh, Thorn go, even though they're like, oh, who cares if he gets killed? We don't give a shit. Or if he does succeed, then it's it's like a win-win situation, right? Yeah. But still, I don't know, man. It's this. one of those things, too, where I didn't need those extended scenes either. I agree yeah. with you. So. Uh, what about you, Nabil? Anything that stuck up in the in the plot of the movie that you know worked for you or something that didn't work for you? I honestly like the... It's the scene where they Smog finally finds out that the dwarves are there and starts chasing after them, and and it's, you know, like James said, there was already a split up between the dwarves from one that's in Lake Town and one that's in the mountain, and then suddenly they split up again, and everybody's like doing different things so they can put the the mold together of the gold. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty cool because everybody's just jumping around doing different directions, and the camera work, especially with it being all essentially everybody CG yeah. there except for the dwarves, like that following through with everything and watching it and getting feeling the tension was really palatable uh, palatable there so i i really um i really enjoyed that scene the most of of uh, the film right on for me yeah i i i do like when they finally get the smog because i mean it's what we've been waiting for right it's i mean big part of the story a big part of the movie and like i felt like they did a really good job with smog some of the CGI, you know, didn't really age too well in Smog, but the 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 character himself, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job. I mean, he he almost never does a horrible job, even if it's a crappy movie. His performance is always like a hundred percent. He always puts his all into it, and like, yeah, you know, they added effects to his voice and everything. He's very fucking menacing, and I like it. And the way he toys with them all and stuff, and I agree in a bill when he like uh, reveals that he knows that they're there and what they're there for and stuff. And, you know, is just taunting them and basically forces them to, you know, come up with a plan in order to, to stop them. And I like the whole uh, thing that they use the L the dwarves. Um, there, there I go again, confusing him with, with elves, the dwarves using their talents and their, their culture in order to try to, you know, of, of smolting and, and melting and like, and, and forging, in order to defeat Smog, I felt like that was was pretty cool of them to use. <clears throat> also, Gandalf getting um, ambushed by uh, Azog when he goes to uh, the ruins of uh, Dol Guldur. I-, I like that 
for some reason. I, I really do. I like any scene where uh, Gandalf is involved and he has to like go into battle and stuff and and be like. A, he gets a so badass. fucked up in this movie again. This whole yeah, I know, right? Bad. He's an old man. <laughs> oh, I he's surviving this. He can he can take a hit, man. He can fucking take a hit. So, Mikey, um, <laughs> uh, anything else? Any last thoughts? Uh, what, what did you like the most of the movie? What did you like the least? Most is still the smog scene. I mean, I, I kind of dissed it a little earlier, but it's still the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. That that whole section there. Uh, specifically, I like the the battle scene with him more than so than mm-hmm. the the mind game part. But um, I just thought it was cool seeing the the dwarf location more so. So that was kind of cool for me. The my least favorite part is Alfred. Um, although I will put in, I, I don't like the ending, how it like kind of continues on. They should have just hit him up with the gold and it should have like ended there with like, there's like, like a little bit of a victory. And then like in the beginning of the first one, they can like escape. I thought that would have been a better way to put it, but it's just like, Hey, I am out and about. That's in the movie here. Kind of makes, didn't make sense to me. I thought they could have done it a little bit better. Like ended it in a different way. Makes sense. Uh, what about you, James? Anything you like the most? Anything you like the least? Anything or anything? I like that else river, that, just that Barrel River, man. That Barrel River ride. Fuck, I like it a lot. <laughs> Fuck it. My favorite he scene. Just wants to go to water ride, man. Water ride. What I don't like the le- the most is the fucking romance. It's just too forced. Uh, uh, once again, I guess, man, it, it's 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 a tie between him and Alfred though, because Alfred is so fucking annoying. But uh, yeah. it's the romance. It's like it's so forced. It's like it's a forbidden fruit, just, though. That's why. Just let these people be fucked. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, 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 like, they're not supposed to no, like them at right? Like they're not supposed to like them at all. So no, she's like, like oh, damn, God. why is that handsome looking one that doesn't look why weird is that like tall the other one ones? Pretty good, man. Yeah, she does actually <laughs> mention he's tall. He's pretty tall for an elf. Or does Legolas say that? I think. I think it's. I think one of them says it. Yeah, they're like he's kind of tall for an elf, and I was like, because he's related to Thorin, and they're he's he was pretty tall. Yeah, dwarf. They're actually kind of tall for their. They're, mm-hmm. And even Thrain's a little tall if you saw That's why they're kings. So what about you, Nabil? Uh, anything you like the most, anything you like the least, or just something that stuck out for you? Yeah, I mean, again, the last hour of the film with Smaug, and and even the, the scenes at the Ogledore was, was fun to see, kind of Gandalf and the urgency against Azog, the the filer, all that fun stuff um, was good. What I liked least about it, um, I didn't like them in Lost in the Woods, that same. I just not that the scene was bad. It just I felt like dragged on too long. By the time they I'm actually crying. and before they even get the to the spiders, Fuck. I mean, yeah, no, I guess so. Lots. It's supposed they're to not even lots. They're just asleep in the <laughs> swamp. Yeah, they're kind of high off those mushrooms and shit. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Oh, tasty. Yeah, so that, uh, that sh- didn't really work much for me. That just felt like it kept dragging the on. I actually quoted. He's like, "This shit hits, man." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bilbo um, should have been at home. He's used to that shit, you know. Smoke a little too. For, for me, talk, I'd talk. say, <laughs> yeah, I actually do like the battle along the the river because it's pretty intense, and you know, you know, they again, Gilly gets injured, and there's actual tension there and real danger and stuff. So I like that. I like the the scenes with Smog again. Benedict Cumberbatch is a scene stealer, so his interaction with Bilbo Baggins I felt was great. So I like that. Like the whole battle scene was was pretty cool, and. I yeah I didn't like the romance I felt like that was forced shoehorned in there was not necessary and also felt like a little bit of uh, the Lake Town they were in there I felt that's those scenes although necessary to introduce you know Bard like I felt like it dragged the movie a little bit too much and it's like all right let's, let's get going guys come on let's stop chilling around here with 
with these fucking assholes that don't like you. So yeah, I feel like those were probably my final critiques of the movie. So with that being said, we're going to move on to our rating of the movie, starting with our beloved guest, Marathon Mikey. Uh, what did you rate like The that. Desolation of Smaug? Uh, so even though I criticized this one a little bit more, I still gave it a three and a half. I still liked the movie overall. That was pretty good. Mm. Not as good as the first one, but, uh, still really good. Nice. Awesome. Uh, what about you, James? I gave this one a four out of five. Good stuff, man. Four, four, four. Okay. What about you, Nabil? I gave this a three and a half. Three and a half. Well, uh, I'm going to tie you and Mikey on this one and I give this one a three and a half also. Thank you, Marco. Uh, let's move on to the last movie in the trilogy now, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Thorin, you gave a promise. You brought upon them only ruin and death. You've won the mountain, is that not enough? Now, we defend it. I came to reclaim something of mine. This was the last move in a master plan. A plan long in the making. These bats are bred for one purpose. For war. The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies. So this was released on December 17th, 2014. That was a theatrical cut. And the extended cut was released on November 17th in 2015. Uh, it's sitting at a 59% Rotten Tomato score, the theatrical cut at least. Um, and they had about 20 minutes um, for the extended cut from the original film. The film goes, Bilbo and company are forces are to engage in a war against an array of combatants and keep the lonely mountain from falling into the hands of a rising darkness. Uh, the only new character they add over here is Billy Con- Connolly, who I, I love. Uh, Dane is the second Ironfoot um, of the Ironfoot clan. So that's a fun little camera they add over there. Um, but that's really the only new thing. Otherwise, the film itself is still taking place in Lonely Mountain. Um, I don't think they really go too far out of that after the events of the beginning with Lake Town. So let's just kind of go into it. Uh, and I'll start with you, James. What do you think about the movie? Uh, this is the one that I liked least, I remember, back in the day, too, for this one. But for some weird reason, this time around, maybe because I watched them all back to back, for the most part, like we talked about, I, I actually didn't mind it as much as before. It's one of those movies where, obviously, this seems like a lot of it could have just been wrapped up in the second one. But then they do go a bit further into it with the battle scene, basically. Because, I mean, this opens with, like, what is it, like, the first 40 minutes smog, fighting Smog, It's right? just going through Smog, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Smog's just, like, wrecking the shit out of places, basically. And um, the horror. Bard, Bard is, like, you know, out there with Redeeming the himself. Shit. Or, yeah, I guess redeeming his scene. father, really? <laughs> yeah, his father. Yeah, his father's the one that uh, missed. But, um, or some, one of his ancestors right or something but uh that's actually really grandfather i think was his grandfather i think it is i I think you're right but no i thought it was uh wasn't bad i actually now that i know what the extended cut stuff was on it too because once again i I didn't remember this one as much um this one is actually it's by the way extended cuts rated r which is wild but there during the battle scene you find out why i was like oh okay yeah, so, it's, it's it's much more bloodier, but because I, I was thinking that too, I was wondering why, and I, lo- I looked it up and realized, oh yeah, well there was just a lot of blood. And yeah, beheadings. there's a uh, 
I actually like the extended cuts right. in this one for the most part. So I like that it added. Uh, they add more to the battle. Pretty key scenes, especially that. And there's a, there's a scene before the battles and after the battle that I think it's kind of quizzical that they weren't in the um, uh, theatrical cut that I like that they added here. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Mikey, what about you? Did you feel like. Um, because you've seen the original one too, I'm assuming the theatrical cut. So, do you feel like the extended cut added anything in, to the film, um, or did it kind of make it worse off? Yeah, I mean, this film is basically battle after battle. I mean, there's uh, the smog one in the beginning. There's uh, the one I spoiled that in the second one, and this is the one we've gone to the second film. And then there's a huge battle at the end. Uh, so this movie's a bunch of battles, but I don't know what scenes James was talking about. But I really liked the scene with Bilbo and Bofor, uh, where he's telling me, him to leave. Me too. Okay, so yeah, that's that's yeah, one I really like that because I kind of just I mean the scene is really good in general, and then like it shows that Bilbo's leaving, and, like the dwarves understand why, so that but they have to stay because they're like kind of like linked to the guy that's like the head of the place. So it's like it's just, it's just a really good scene like, overall. I can't leave. So yeah, it's, he's like, oh man. I I also really liked the that just I mean it's kind of small, but it kind of goes into kind of what we didn't like about the first one, where it didn't have any like dwarf uh like storylines and stuff but the guy that had the axe in his head like it came out of his head like full circle it's so small but it's like yeah. it's kind of funny and it like just added like a little bit to, to like the storyline of them so i, I kind of like those couple scenes but yeah i thought they were good yeah uh, definitely good additions what about you marco um so being that this is the first time you paid attention to the film i assume um what did you think <laughs> about um the scenes in this movie and uh if the extended cuts helped at all I think the extended cut really did help because I did not enjoy this one the first time around. So I felt like it really fleshed out the movie a little bit more as, as weird as, as that is. I mean, it's only 20 minutes that they added, but still it's those little touches that really like add enough fluff to just fix things a little bit. Like uh, I, I do um, like uh, Radagast giving his staff to, to Gandalf. I thought that was pretty cool because it's sort of like, I guess in the original he sort of has it out of nowhere. It's like, where the fuck did you get that, bro? Yeah, that like, I don't, just I don't roll with it. That shit. Just out roll of with nowhere. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the scene with Bilbo and Bofur at night it it sort of encompasses the relationship and the bond that Bilbo has established with the dwarves. And yeah, it's only with with Bofur, but it also it's it's full circle of when uh, Bilbo was almost going to leave in. Uh, unexpected journey and again he has that conversation with Bofer and oh yeah he's the one that woke up right yeah so it kind of brings everything like it comes back to that yeah yeah so um I I really like that it kind of adds a little bit to the motion um everything that they added for the battle scenes I felt really helped um make it more intense they're not again as epic as you know Lord of the Rings but I felt like what they did add did help um, make them a little bit more entertaining and and worth watching. I'm glad they showed Alfred dying because I like I remember it's like what the fuck ever happened to the asshole? They just fucking let him live. Are you fucking he just serious? leaves in the theatrical and that <laughs> that scene directly relates to the the staff because Mary the staff doesn't always work. Exactly. Yeah, he kind of tells him. And that scene's yeah. not in there, so it shows you that he's like he can't get it to work. He's like, what the fuck? He's just trying to do the spells. Yeah. Um. Most importantly, there's a fucking funeral for the dead king. Like I'm like, yeah, I can't believe really? that wasn't in the fucking. Yeah, that's, um, that's surprising. I didn't realize that wasn't uh, in the original. And oh. I, th- I, th- 
I think if I remember correctly, they we finally find out what happens to the uh, the Arkenstone because I mean that they made a very big deal out of that and the uh, they it's like it's given to Dania. Yeah, yeah, but like in the original, you never know what the fuck happened to it. There's no resolution to it. It just cuts from so. that last scene to Bilbo leaving. Like, all right, guys, with the scene. Yeah, peace, peace out. Hey, so I, I think I, I kind of agree with James with this. I think watching him back to back kind of helps with, with that. You don't have that gap of, of waiting and you see the full story kind of fleshed out across the, all, all three films. And, and I think that really helped. So I, I enjoyed it. And I also went in with very low expectations on this one. So that helped my enjoyment a little bit better. So I enjoyed it slightly more this time than um, the first time around. It's still the weakest I think of the three, but um, still pretty cool to watch. You know, everyone go ham in this huge melee fight. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of you guys' sentiments. For a film that um, has a lot of like battles and everything, there isn't a lot that's actually going on. It's it's like you said, Mikey. There's just just a lot of there's a lot of fighting, but not a lot as far like the, as pause going. Like the whole movie's like a climax almost. Yeah, like this, is it? Yeah, this would be your whole third act, and they just kind of expand, yeah. like stretched it out to like a two and a half hour film. Um, well, apparently they extend to cut the Lord of the Rings. This would have just been included. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's five hours. Figure it's, it out. Just God put it in. Damn, man, Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, I, I think the extended cut actually helps to flesh out a lot of the gaps in the last one because that that's the same thing like you said james like where we felt it was really weak because it's just everything nothing felt wrapped up to an extent it just kind of here we are now and we have to deal with these battles and 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 try to move forward with it but this yeah. helps add on to that context finish finishes uh with closing a lot of loopholes that they uh, never really addressed and you didn't didn't understand why and i think <laughs> these really should have just most of these scenes really should have just stayed in the film and not got, gotten cut up but i i guess at a certain <laughs> point they're just like we're like we, we gotta shorten this time guys it's too much um this but, is the shortest one out of the three, yeah it's though. the shortest one yeah so overall um but yeah i think i think it was okay you know i don't feel like it's it's any stronger than it was before it's still the weakest of the three two but the extended cut did didn't make all the difference i do um feel like the whole thing that we dealt with the smog in the last film and then how it was resolved in this film even though it was probably like 40 minutes as well was also very short <laughs> it felt like it was not much of anything and then you move on to just him in the mountain trying to you know sort out their their troubles so um so let's just talk about where we come to now with Bilbo's journey overall. You know, the this is his his full circle arc. Mikey, what did you think about his his uh, character development here? How do you think it it ended? Do you feel like it was uh, there were some redeemable qualities here from start to finish? Did it, was there a big payoff for you? Yeah, I mean, he uh, you know he he meets these dwarfs and uh, you know he kind of bonds with them, and it's there's almost like a family now at the, at the end here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees like what Thorin is going through, and he almost does exactly what Thorin doesn't want him to do because he knows it's going to help Thorin in the end. Um, so he makes a lot of decisions that way. And then, I mean, the ending scene where like, he's saying "bye to the dwarves" is like, you know, teardrop city. Like he's like, it was, it was sad. Tell, tell him goodbye, and he's like, tell him yourself. I'm like, oh, dude, I love, I fucking love that scene. I, I yeah, started really I was like, fuck. 
So yeah, he definitely makes a, a like a full-fledged journey, and he's definitely a different person at the end. Not just because of the ring, but just like in terms of his choices in life, he's definitely a different person. So again, it's the unexpected journey, it's the friendships along the way. Yeah, it it was a good uh, line where he says, "I just want to help you guys find a home because I miss my home," and kind of thing. And that whole si- scene. Yeah, he's like, I, I would like, never want anybody to feel that way about. Yeah, too. I was I like, was like oh, right here, right here. They get me. They get me too. Uh, Marco, any thoughts uh, from your end? Just uh, watching through this Bilbo's uh, character development here. Do you do you kind of agree with uh, Mikey's sentiment? Oh yeah, he fully met his arc. He goes from not wanting to leave his home, being comfortable where he is, not wanting to get into any trouble or adventure, not liking who the fuck these dwarves are, fucking up his shit and everything to. <laughs> Just wanting to do whatever it takes to help them out, no matter what, even if it makes him look like the bad guy, he'll do that uh, that sacrifice to save them. And you you see him just make a lot of, like Mikey said, he makes a lot of tough choices. You know, he knows that you know, giving the Arkenstone to the elves and and to um, the people like will piss off like Thorin and stuff, but he'll save him at the end. You know, he, he pulls an Alfred and the, the Dark Knight rises. You know, so <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> so Master Wayne, reference. Master Wayne, Master <laughs> Wayne. I burnt that letter. So, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, not a not a bad comparison actually. If you think I about know, it. He he does that, man. It like it it kind of hurts to see. Thorin, you know, kind of like, you know, disown, you know, Bilbo and stuff for, for what he's done, you know, and then have that, that remorse at the end and, and say, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry I said that shit to you. I didn't mean it, you know. But um, yeah, the fact felt, that he cares enough to, to not, yeah. like, he's doing it because he doesn't want to see Thorin succumb to the sickness as he's already is and is trying to help him. I, as as much as yeah that the scene where Bilbo's saying bye to to the dwarves and and stuff I was like man it would help if I know all your names but I don't but still a very touching scene the scene that made me tear up was when um and even talking about it now almost makes me tear up is when he's telling um Thorin that the eagles are there and he's he's like wait wait oh, he's trying, to, he's trying to keep him yeah. alive and I was like oh shit the eagles are here yeah. Yeah, just, I was like, and he's God crying damn, and shit too. Yeah, like, he was almost dude. there. He was just trying to save his friend, and he couldn't do it on time. So, I thought that was like, oh shit! Like, how this didn't really hit me that hard. Like, uh, originally, like watching the original, but I think paying attention this time and the added scenes, I think, just kind of yeah. helps. It helped kind of see like the scale of things. And again, wasn't as epic as you know, the Lord of the Rings movies, but I felt it was still you know adventurous and seeing Bilbo come home and, and like, I don't know if it's because of watching these back to back, but it, it really felt like you followed him through this epic adventure. And it's like, yeah. Oh shit. He's going home now. It's like going on this. It, it reminded me like of us going on our fucking road trip and then coming back to our, like our regular lives. It's like, I want to go back to that. Yeah. You <laughs> guys don't even know what we've been adventure. through. Piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's this, this feeling of accomplishment that he, went through all that and i felt like if anything like the movie the trilogy handled that well with bilbo yeah i like that and james is kind of going back to the dwarves a bit and and that last scene what what was your thoughts on just bilbo and 
the dwarves overall, their connection that they had and kind of how oh, he signed off on a things. Beautiful scene, man. Yeah. Beautiful. He's, he's basically telling them like, hey, like you guys never even have to knock. Like uh, you guys are like part of the family. Like come by, mm-hmm. you know, like no matter what, which is stark contrast from the first scene where he's like, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want him there. Right. <laughs> he's like every one of these guys for the rest of his life is like, you guys are welcome there anytime. And I thought I would. That's why I I started tearing over that. I was like, "Fuck, man, it's gonna be hard in this part." They're homies um, now. They even see like like Bilbo like when Dwalin is uh when for instance when um Thorns fighting the dude right the orc and then uh Dwalin and them are holding off those bats and then Bilbo stands up and stands with Dwalin to fight the bats. Yep. Like that's yeah. a huge yeah, yeah. deal. That's like true. he would have hid before, and even though he gets knocked the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, he even jumps, like, (laughs) he even, like, jumps, uh, and he tries to save Thorin at one point. Like, he's like, yo, we gotta get down there and, like, save him. Like, dude, this is, like, and that's why I'm like, dude, Martin Freeman, this is probably one of his best roles he's ever done, man. Like, yeah. Only thing I saw him in before this, no offense to anybody who's a huge Martin Freeman fan, was, like, fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I don't know about you guys. Oh, shit. Sherlock. That was great. Once again, never seen it. Yeah, it's a good show. You know what? Yeah, he was pretty good in Sherlock, too. I, I never had bu- Benedict Cumberbatch. Isn't that weird too? Right. He's like, now you're yeah, dead. That's the only again. role I've seen him in. Uh, Black Panther too. He's in there. Yeah, he's in oh. Black Panther. <laughs> Mike is like forgettable. And Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, sure. What a, the white guy? I guess I don't know. Fuck <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's just, yeah, like he stands with Dwalin to like help fight people off, and he's mm-hmm. take, he's the goblins are coming thing because he look his blades are turned blue too again, and he looks back and he's like, shit, they're here, like. Goblin mercenaries, by the way. <laughs> Dude, it was wild. And then fucking, we got Legolas up in the clock tower, like saving Private Ryan, just sniping people, bro. And on the bat, in the bat, floating around, shooting people from the sky. He's just like showing people because he's nimble footed too. So he's like, let me figure this shit out. <laughs> but then I like how he throws back the sword to Thorin to fight that fucking guy. He's like, here you go. Like, get the sword back. Yeah. And um, I gotta say, Thor's death scene, though, is it's pretty intense because it's like. Thorin realizes to to free his people and to give them a home, he's gonna have to die. He'll take the cut yep. so he can kill this fucking guy finally. Yeah, because, he just took his revenge for his family, basically. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, fuck this guy. He's like, I'm not leaving until this guy's gone. And the things what he tells him when he's dying is like, it's 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 rough, man. Like he's like, now go home and like read your books and stand by the fire, and because he knows he's dying, he's like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be able to do that shit. So it's like. Fuck man, it's a good scene. That's yeah. a, that's why I don't know why I think it's because we watch it back to back, dude. That Sorry. shit hit me hit like that shit hit me. It didn't hit us hard the first time. Yeah, right. I did not, not feel this well, way. Dude, about him. Wait, it took us three years to watch all these movies. That's why I, saw him. That's I, sure. I was like, watching back to back helps. It really does yeah. help. Watch like, the extended cut back to back. It's okay. <laughs> it's only seven hours of your life. <laughs> you can figure it out. Just one day. That's it. Just do it. One day. That's only one of the films from the Lord of the Rings trilogy extended, so count yourself call, lucky. Call in sick, you'll be paid what to watch them too, see? <laughs> Mark is like, give me a text or call, I'll tell you how to play the play the systems. <laughs> but yeah, that was I thought overall it was both yeah. the, the overall story and the journey to get there, I, I liked a lot. So And and Mikey, just to talk to you about the dwarves a bit, do you feel that this helped kind of give the dwarves uh the full circle that they needed for each one. I feel, I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think that you got a lot of anything after half, at least half of the company that went there, like maybe only half of them you really care about. But do you feel like there's some closure with how the dwarves developed and, and grew in this from this film? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, he has the the whole dragon sickness that Thorin does uh, when he finally gets like home and he starts getting greedy and stuff. He doesn't. He like betrays his own like kin really, and then like he like basically turns around and like they basically save Ironfoot's clan, right, uh, of dwarves. Uh, yeah, but like about, you know, like, technically he was right. They were hiding it from him, so he was right to be suspect suspicious. <laughs> yeah, but and, Balin is like, yo, your father would be ashamed of you if he yeah. saw you doing this yeah. shit. And but, that's when it triggers. So I'm like, man, he's like, he's fucking right. Well, let me ask you guys this too, and maybe James, you even know, like, as far as uh, him kind of coming out of the dragon sickness, he just kind of reflects a bit inside the yeah. the gold pool that's over there, and it just says. I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> just wants away. Yeah, like, oh, it, is, it is it a bit sudden, but yeah. also they're just trying to get the moving. It's like, how are we going to get him out of this, guys? Just, just, just let, let him think about it. <laughs> it, it. I mean, truth be told, it's kind of like that in the book too. It's pretty quick. Oh, really? It's, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's kind of like his his friends and family snap him out of it more or less in the book. So it's like, hey, yeah. Like, what are well, you doing? if you think about there? it, though, right? If you include what they said in the TV show, like when you become king. You get all the voices of everybody else, right? Callbacks all around. <laughs> Snapping again. Mikey. No, this is a once again, Marco's like, when you want to bat 350, you bring in the big hitters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Marathon Mikey, right here. <laughs> He's like, and my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue, Mikey. Though, so in regards to just the battle with the with Ironfoot um, and helping out the fellow dwarves that are essentially getting slaughtered at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. they basically get to like the peak low, right? Is that's Thorin hitting his sickness, and then they go to like the peak high where he realizes he can sacrifice himself for the good of his people. Um, so they definitely did a turnaround there for, for Thorin specifically, and then you know, obviously the dwarves are doing well in, in general here, um, and the people that you kind of learn about or like are journeying with um they definitely have their good you know like ending they have a new king they have a homeland now so uh you know i, I think all that gold. yeah there's yeah all the gold well they're sharing the gold right they share supposedly yeah, yeah. so even bill will get some that's why bill's very rich he gets so. he gets a 14th share does he get more technically because thorn yeah. killy and philly die he got more he got uh, actually more he, mm. in the book at least they explain he takes not just he takes some gold back with him. Like he's very yeah. I mean, it's a whole chest with Bilbo, him. Very wealthy. That's why Bilbo's house is like the nicest house in all of the Shire. Even so after he's the, the wealthiest option. Hobbit. Well, I mean, he had half his shit stolen, basically. <laughs> no, and I also think that Dane too. When he when they first come in, like the Iron the Ironfoot Clan comes in, and Dane is just like talking mad shit to uh, the elf uh, leader. I've got his name. Uh, but yeah, Randall. he's talking mad shit. Like he's like Legos stepping on these guys' heads, and this no guy is, shame. Yeah. He's just going at it on his war pig. It's hilarious. It was <laughs> the war scene. pig, the rams, I mean, and the armor, too. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Look at the dwarves. <laughs> um, all right, so we've talked a lot about it. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the plot itself and some of the notable scenes. I just, I already kind of alluded, or I didn't allude, I said earlier, Philly and Killy are killed um, as Dorne is trying to fight Azog. I feel like Philly's death was a bit like 
meh. And then Killy was okay, I guess. You know, there was a bit of, there was some, you know, Thariel was, Thariel was like, oh my god, he's dead kind of thing because of the love scene. <laughs> I mean, but, but I didn't I mean, feel like it was Philly dead. gets murdered. Like, he does. Slowly, dude. Murdered. I was like, Jesus Christ. The brother's dude. next. But then they just kind of move on from it. I was like, we gotta go to the next thing, like, you know, because Killy's like, nah. I mean, at least they show you in the book, I'm gonna tell you, Marco probably knows, Bilbo's mm-hmm. knocked out during this scene, so you don't see any of this shit. He wakes up and I think Gandalf explains to him, like, everyone's dead. Like, Man, way to cop out, Jay. Because of you. You know, Tolkien's just like, you know, I, I don't got time to write the rest of this shit. We're just going to do a flashback with you. Yeah, figure it's it like, out. It's almost 400 pages long already. Yeah. People died. Thor is gone. <laughs> did you think of any, James, just since you were mentioning, uh, talking about it a little bit with me, um, did you feel like there was any real stakes to it? I mean, did, was it, did you feel impacted by Philly and Killy being killed? I know that we obviously talked about Thorin. Yeah, but... it's kind of fucked up. Because, like, Philly and Killy are their brothers, right? So, and they're coming yeah. to Thorin, so. Yeah, they, they would have um, been the next in line since he doesn't have any heirs. His entire family line yeah. gets killed yeah, there. Yeah, they're all killed. Uh. So, that's the sad part about it. It's, they all go down. Philly was just trying to, you know, he just kind of get, gets captured, and Azog just fucking spears his ass, bro, and then yeah. throws him over the side, like, and then Killy's down there and he sees his brother's body just land next to him. I was like, God damn. And then even Killy gets stabbed slowly when he dies or Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. pretty yeah. pulls a dark yeah, maw on him. He put up a like, fight though, damn. man. He, Dude, I'm he's, glad he's they beasting gave him a it fight. though. Yeah. He is beasting it. And then like I said, Thorne's thing is just that motherfucker just wouldn't die. So he's like, I have to sacrifice myself to save my people. So um it's pretty tense how they do that. Like you said, Killy he takes a lot of them down with him, though, man. I gotta say that much. Yeah. So. He ain't done like no yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's jumping <laughs> off stairs and shit. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, he's doing some slight parkour angles and shit. I'm like, all right, whatever you gotta do, bro. I forgot about the wereworms, by the way. Just to let you know. Yeah, that, that was funny. They just kind of came through. They popped out. I was like, oh. Dune up in this bitch. Here we go. Like, we dig halls and mountains. They're, They're like, like we're going sit. home now, even though we could kill everybody on the battlefield. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, we're set. We're just, and then once again, the goddamn eagles show up too fucking late. Well, you know, if the worms were there and the eagles were there, the eagles would have just gone after the worms. Because that's what we're Oh, my dead. God, you're right. I didn't think wow. about that. Oh, my fucking God. Fucking deep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Maybe that's why the eagles show up a little bit. No. They show up pretty late in Return of the Kingdom. Like, no, no, they always show up late. That's <laughs> what that's their thing. Do these motherfuckers have like a schedule that they're like, oh man, we're it's, ten minutes behind. It's like Mikey you said, man, it's the mana. They, they don't have enough. Stuck traffic, bro. I mean, it, it's summoning magic in general, right? Like it, just in most games and and like board games and stuff. Like, just it think does about take it, like, forever to summon. Some wizard in the back over there. Some mage. You know what I just thought about too? It is reminiscent when Bilbo's like the eagles are here. Doesn't Sam say something similar to Frodo too? Yeah, he does. Yeah. The eagles are here, Mr. Frodo. Something like that. <laughs> Lamb is bread. Yeah, where Frodo basically needs some chapstick so fucking bad. <laughs> it's hot up there in Mount Doom. Now, wait till you see the scene. You guys, gonna, you guys are going to remember when you watch it this time. You're like, damn, he really does need to lick them lips a little bit. Like, god damn, those look dry. They're just thirsty. Um, just, James started licking his thumb and just wiping on the TV. Dude, like, I'm, on, whenever man. I see that, I start licking my lips. Like, mm, please, <laughs> please, just a little moisture. <laughs> A little bit of spit. <laughs> okay, and, the uh, rest of the way, Mister Frodo. <laughs> Marco, do you think that the uh, what did you think about that last battle? I know we talked again, talked about Thorin's death, but do you feel like that was a, a worthy final battle of Thorin fighting Azog? 
Uh, yeah, I think that it, it was one that we've been waiting for, especially since he got owned in the first movie. As like, pretty yeah, much like, he did. yeah, yeah, he pretty much bitch slapped him, dude. And he was like, dude, sit your ass down, man. What the fuck you Once again, do? Bilbo saves him there. He he charges, yeah, as dude, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, it kind of works that they did include Azog in this, even though he's not in the book. But, um, again, he could have been like a nameless fucking foe that he just defeats and, you know, ends but then up once again, him. it would have just been a guy we named and like we, they didn't need. Yeah. Well, it's like the orc that they gave like, to Legolas, right? Legolas had, had that other orc, too. I don't know, even know that orc's name. That was his, for some reason, an enemy. <laughs> like his yeah. nemesis in this film, too. Oh, Actually, yeah. That's uh, Azog's son, by the way. Just like yeah. Is it really? No, I didn't that's know. Killed, that. That's who killed uh, Killy, too. Is yep. Azog's son. Yep. That's fine. Uh, that that Legolas like, jump though, I was like, it's a little sus, but okay, I'll, I'll let it he's slide. Light. Though, man. He's just he's light know, a foot. It, he just can jump around. Yeah. Once again, it, I just Mikey, it just thought of Dungeons and Dragons again. I'm like, oh yeah, because elves like the snow in uh, Lord of the Rings. He can. He's the only one. Oh yeah, because he's on top. Of the, he's the only one on top of the snow. Yeah, he's the only one. Light of feet, cool. so that's why he can do yeah. things that no one else can do. Because elves, they get a plus ten to uh, dexterity. <laughs> plus ten to dexterity to like But. Yeah, I, I liked, again, that, like James and Mikey were saying, Bilbo is brave enough to actually like pull a sword out and try to fight, even though he gets pwned also. But, hey, he's putting <laughs> in the effort, right? Um, yeah, much different whole, from how it started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the whole thing with the Rams, too, I think it was pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. funny to me, so. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was... That's an extended yeah. scene, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, there you go, using... Using natural resources, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about what we liked most and didn't like about the film. I, and just to, to start off with it, um, I thought that the scene when it, where the, where Smog was attacking Lake Town, um, specifically where uh, Bard was on that, it, it wasn't the, the watchtower, but one of those large towers with the sun and trying to aim the arrow down the smog and smog's like, what are you, you know, you, what are you going to do? You know, kind of thing. And like antagonizing him. Um, I like that scene. Yeah. I thought that was a really good scene with the arrow on the shoulder. That was probably the, one of the better scenes just in it general. It shows like, I got to add to that. It, it sh- that's, that's a good scene that shows a lot of tension too. Like he's yeah. coming right at him. The shot of it too is like in the back. And then the, you see it from the perspective of him putting the arrow on top of his son's shoulder and shit. And it's like, little to the left and he's just like he's just telling him like look at me trust me trust me we can do yeah. this and i was like holy i was like all right i thought that, I thought that was just a great scene overall and, and definitely bard's one of his best scenes as well throughout the series of the two at least the two films he was in um and what didn't really work for me i mean i couldn't say there isn't anything like specific that it, it, there it was a lot of fighting so the fighting scenes were actually enjoyable you know i didn't have anything specific i really hated about it nothing was like we, like you kind of touched on James. Like the battle scenes aren't like the Return of the King or even the Two Towers. Um, no, that's a but, small battle. Comparison. Yeah, but they they were fun to watch. So you know, I'd say could they have been more epic for it being the third film? Sure, but <laughs> they're a bunch of dwarves fighting orcs. So I don't I don't know how much more epic you can get than what they were doing. It was funny. It was enjoyable to see them fight. I'd say that much. So, um, what about you, Mikey? What what film or what scene did you like the most of this and what didn't work for you? Uh, well, yeah, I do like the the smog scene, but kind of talk about a different one here. The, the Dogador uh, fight, uh, where the, like the two, like Suraman and Elrond and, uh, Gal- oh, I can't say her name. Uh, Galadriel. Galadriel. Uh, Galadriel. 
uh, well, they show up and like Saruman is like kicking ass, dude. And I just like loved. That's actually him the fight. only theatrical way that we've ever seen Saruman like kick ass. By the way, yeah, and it's like really like I just didn't remember that scene from before. Uh, and I saw it and I was like, damn, I really like the way this this mage is like fighting stuff. Uh, and it just kind of like impressed me. I don't know. I just like that scene a lot for some strange reason. It was cool. You learn a lot of stuff about Saran in there, that scene, that reason, and that scene too. So, so that's why he's like why the, he's the head wizard in charge, right? Yeah. Because as opposed to Gandalf, the skin captured every ten minutes. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> he's the smart one. He's not the strongest one though. And he's just bleeding all, every scene. Gandalf's bleeding from some fucking head wound. You guys notice that? <laughs> he's old and he often Every blood. scene, he's that's just bleeding. Is. I was like, please stop bleeding, Gandalf. Do you have a spell for that? He's got to stop with the aspirin. <laughs> as far as negative scenes, uh, like you said, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really have a bad scene. Like, it's a lot of fighting, and they just, I thought they did a good job on it still. Like you said, less of a small scale kind of thing, or less of a big scale than the other ones we've seen, but they're still good. I still enjoyed it. I guess the the my least favorite part of one of the battles would be like where they were in like the the cart going around the uh like the river and they're like shooting the arrows backwards. I think that's probably oh. the worst yeah. like sequence of things that's happened. But that's overall, I mean, as, yeah, yeah, it's overall it's not bad. So. All right. Well, and what about you, James? Um what was your best and worst scenes? I think the best one was the. Um, it's either when he's saying goodbye to those goddamn doors. I swear to God, so that or the the, the the fucking eagles one too. Marcos, right? I was like, man, those are those are key. Those are key shots right there, dude. Um, those are great. So um, it's just like his overall journey, I guess, is that it comes to an end, and it's like he's a changed person, which is what I like seeing in this film. And then worst one wise, I would just say just the. Ending to the fucking romance, I guess. It's kind of like... I feel like that's the best. I'm like, that you guys made for like two days, man. I'm like, I, don't, I mean, okay, I get it. I mean, I forgot the um, romance even happened. That's how yeah. bad it was. I, I mean, that's how like insignificant <laughs> it is. Uh, and adding to the thing, I mean, I liked, I did like that scene too, Mikey, that you're talking about with Saruman and them. They're fighting like the early Genesis versions of the Ring Wraiths, I guess. And then... yeah. They find out the necromancer yeah. is indeed Saruman. Well, big spoiler, right? Like fucking, we all knew that. But um, and that eye just pops up, ooh, the big ass eye. So they're like, "What is this?" And then Gandalf's just like, "I gotta go again." Bye, everyone. So and Galadriel's like, "I have ultimate power." Yeah. Oh yeah, she turned into her dark form. <laughs> yeah. He's using the ring of power. That's why. Yeah, one of them. He has it still. So. Mm-hmm. And Marco, um, what about you? Best and worst. I'm gonna hop on Mikey's nuts right now and say that uh, <laughs> that that fighting scene with uh, Galadriel, Elrond, Saruman at uh, Dol Guldur was fucking awesome. Um, specifically because I agree, you never see Saruman really fight for the good side, um, except for that one scene. Doing and some Donatello moves with a bow, you know, just real him. man. He's just fucking fighting everyone. Shit and actually, right. that is his last uh, Chris release. That is technically his yeah, last movie. Yeah, last movie. Was this yeah. movie? And by the yeah, way, that was not obviously him doing that. Are you no, sure? Of course not. I feel like, that you know, he did kill some Nazis. At the age of 81 I'm, or 82, he's like, no, no, no I don't know. need a stunt guy. Hell no. They're like, Chris keeps but, motioning off the stunt guy. <laughs> I got this shit. It's cool that he's, you know, they're they're fighting the nine and stuff, which is cool. And then, you know, he's they finish the battle. And he's like, let me go see what, what's going on with Sauron. And then we never see him again. He comes back and he's evil. Because he gets corrupted, um, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, you know what, man? Fuck, I'm going to join you then, bro. <laughs> he's like, fuck it. 
No, Marco, um, he pulled he pulled something like we just talked about earlier. He's like, I don't see what's so wrong with him. He seems decent. <laughs> he's just trying to bring change to the world. They don't seem that weird guys, to me. He's, just, he's thinking different, guys. <laughs> so he's misunderstood. Guys, open your minds to some other opinions. Jesus. So uh, I I also liked obviously when uh, Bilbo is is trying to to keep Thorin alive and you know he's he's trying to keep him to hold on you know because it's a very touching scene and makes me tear up every time so um I like that and I think that I also agree with everyone else on the whole romance thing that you know fuck man it didn't really fit in the movie and they shouldn't have forced it in there so yeah poor Evangeline Lily she could have been fine without that any of that. Oh, yeah. She was a fucking badass warrior, dude. She no. was fucking murking fools left and right. And, um, yeah, it just wasn't necessary. And she could have fulfilled yeah. the same role without the love. Without it, yeah. Exactly. It would have exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go into ratings. Um, James, what did you rate this movie? I give this one a three and a half out of four. I mean, five out of five. Three five. and a half out of five. All right. Uh, Mikey. Uh, I give this one a four because oh. of the touching stuff at the end. I gave oh. it an extra one. Marco, I'll give it a three. Right. Yeah, uh, and then that that extra half star there is for that touching stuff at the end. Oh, pulling at the heartstrings. Uh, and I gave it a three and a half out of four or five. <laughs> Damn it! Damn, we both have <laughs> been recording too long. We Shit. fell for it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! All right, uh, I want to ask you guys a few things here before we while we wrap this up here. So, did this? Anything differ from this from the time that you guys started? Did you guys have a what's your thoughts of it now? The Hobbit trilogy, I guess, extended trilogy, and uh, would you recommend it? Starting with uh, you, Mikey. Uh, you know, I remember liking these movies a lot uh, originally when I saw them. This is my first time with the extended cut, and I really enjoyed this experience. Like, I watched the second or the third one twice because, like, in the middle, my mom started watching. She's like, "I want to watch the beginning part," and I just ended up watching oh, the whole thing again. Right, so it's uh, Marathon Mikey. Okay, yeah. Shit. So, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, but I really liked him. I like, I just thought the every, especially watching him back to back too, like you guys have been saying, it just kind of fit the storyline. It just made him all yeah. smooth and everything like that. So I think you can appreciate the second and third one more because you just watched the first one or the second one to see the the story. I think it helps progress a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? Huh. I think I really enjoyed it this time around. A lot more than I did the first time, obviously, because I actually saw all three movies instead of just two of them. <laughs> that helps, yeah. And and really I think helps. the ex- I think the extended cuts really do help it a lot more. Sometimes you know you you need that extra filler to expand on certain ideas or on characters or to explain something that may not be working for the originals. And like I think if if family like if I don't know if my nieces or somebody in my family or something wanted to watch these again then i'd probably be like yeah sure let's let's fucking watch it probably not for a while because again you know you got to kill like a lot of time <laughs> in your day to I watch mean, especially, these. yeah especially coming up guys this one's gonna be or maybe just spread them out a little bit we'll see but it was a tad bit more I- enjoyable it kind of makes me excited for the next trilogy that we're gonna do sounds good uh what about you Nabil? I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it more this time around than I did before. I think you know the each film brought a little bit more to it. I there's definitely from a from an overall standpoint of the of the trilogy, like it's I, I hate can continue comparing it to Lord of the Rings, but I mean I, I kind of have to with this because that's what it's really you know that's your jump off point. But it's not as good as the Lord of the Rings, 
but in its own way, it is a good story just for the sake of some of the individual characters. Thorin's arc, Bilbo, and seeing Gandalf um, there and just expanding a lot more into lore helps. A l- all this, I think, is a great thing to do, kind of watching it, the succession we did really close together. Um, and I, I feel like being able to watch all this now helps arm me for going into the Lord of the Rings again and connecting more of that lore back to it and especially in this film series so yeah i think i think um i've i've enjoyed it a lot more this time around than when we first uh originally watched these films yeah i came in looking forward to this and i came out looking forward to like the next two so i it didn't differ much from it i'm, I'm really happy you guys uh for the most part enjoyed it you know i always feel like the hobbit gets such a bad fucking rap all the time that's why and I, i'm one of those fucking like hobbit truthers I always tell people, I'm like, it's not that bad. Just fucking watch through them. Like, I'm glad you guys had some fun with it. So, I mean, obviously not as good as Lord of the Rings, but I mean, not much stuff is better than Lord of the Rings, you know? I just, I'm, um, I would recommend this to people, especially now. Like I said, this is possibly the best time to see these things because they're in 4K, Dolby Vision. So if you have the equipment and TV to watch these, these look really good, just to let you know. So I can only, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Lord of the Rings extended cut that we're about to do next because that's also in 4K, so. And I've not seen it cleaned up like that. And it's been quite some time since, I mean, shit, probably 10 years, right, Nibble? Technically, probably since the last since time you've I saw had it. some Lambus bread. Yeah, the, the watch extent. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched it beforehand, but yeah, definitely. No, not not since when we watched it together before The Hobbit. So that's the last time I watched them. Yeah. With that being said, that's the end of the podcast, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the feedback, response, and reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us, sir. You can check us out in this world or in Middle Earth on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Newsly, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. (laughs) Make sure to rate us and review us. Uh, share us um, hack your family and friends phones and subscribe and we'll really appreciate you for that one yeah we put we, we sacrificed a lot of time for this one just to make sure this was a solid episode once again I want to thank Mikey for joining us um, and as you guys said here in the beginning if you made it this far obviously Mikey will be joining us for the next podcast as well because if you're going to do three of the movies you might as well end it out with the other three right so join us for our next podcast episode number 135 we are going to be taking down the beast here that is known as the lord of the rings extended cut trilogy until then <laughs> this is james and marco and Nabil and mikey have a good one